You, my friend, are listening to The Happy Hearthstone. This episode is brought to you, as always, by listeners just like you. Thank you so much, Samurai Flea, Scott L., Nate Dog, Ridiculous Hat, James W., Forrest B., Electric Mick, Major Death, and Boticus for making this show possible. You can join them and get some great perks for yourself over at patreon.com slash thehappyhearthstone. And be sure to join our Discord, where you can connect with like-minded Hearthstone players, share deck lists, and have a lot of fun. Go to thehappyhearthstone.com slash Discord and click on the link to join us today. Hello and welcome to episode 201 of the Happy Hearthstone, the longest-running Hearthstone podcast in the history of space and time and cards. I'm your host, Andrew Brown, and this week is another week where we find ourselves on the outliers of the outlands. We got several more cards to work through, exactly half of them as a matter of fact, and joining me again, as always, as usual, you and I's favorite to do these episodes with, Wicked Good. What's going on, man? Well, I I went, this portal opened up in my house and now I'm here, so I guess we can do this. I I wasn't planning on it, but you know. (laughs) When the portal brings you there, the portal had other ideas, right? The grocery deliverer from last week, did he leave that portal behind or something? Yeah, it was like, a, it was in a cardboard box. I didn't know what it was. I left it in the garage so it could disinfect. I opened it up and, and then here I am. So, you know. If they won't respect my bravery, they will respect my rage, I think is the line. That's, that's oh man, ominous. Demon Hunter is Demon Hunter is going to be really fun to talk through today. I know um, we don't have a ton of news even to get through, but today is going to be part two of the full Ashes of Outlands set review. So if you haven't listened to part one yet, uh, no matter where you're listening or watching to this, go back and listen to it. Should be just previous before this in, in your podcast list. Uh, we went through all of the other. Um, uh, all the other sets, so or classes, we did uh, Shaman, Rogue, Warrior, Warlock, and Priest. And this time we're going to go through Demon Hunter, the brand new class in Hearthstone, along with uh, Hunter, Druid, Paladin, and Mage as well. So should be a really fun time. And of course, all the neutrals, right? Um, we tend to forget about them, unfortunately. But some of them become unforgettable, truly. So we'll see which is which today. Hey, Steve, before we get too far into this episode, I want to ask you, as always, why you're happy today, my friend. Well, I'm I'm happy because I finally started to, like, decrapify this room that I'm streaming in. Like, if you're watching on the stream, <laughs> I got, um, I like, there are a couple of pieces of art behind me that I have apparently owned since Kobolds and Catacombs was still in Standard. Wow, <laughs> because there's a there's an Aya you can see I'll 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 move for the um for the benefit of the of the stream but so I have a uh, an Anoyotron and an Aya Black Paw and a I just realized I'm not talking towards my mic uh, an Anoyotron <laughs> and an Aya Black Paw and a Sir Finley Mergleton that I found while I was cleaning up my office and so I took some time on one night this week and just hung them up and I actually have my uh. I have my poster that I bought from at BlizzCon, the big um, key art with Elise, like with all the Hearthstone cards swirling around her mm-hmm. that I also finally took out of the box and put into a frame. So now I just need to figure out where that's going and put that up as well. But I'm 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 slowly but surely turning this into 
you know, into a place where I feel, I mean, not that I didn't feel comfortable spending, you know, eight, 10, 12 hours a day in here, but, um, <laughs> making it a little bit less of the room where we shoved all the crap and more like an actual working space and streaming space. So. Right. And because of the, uh, the times that we're living in, it's really important that your workspace is conducive to you yeah. actually getting some stuff done as often as yeah, possible. Yeah. It should, it should feel like home. It should feel like, you know, not so much like my cubicle, but it should feel like, you know, someplace where I want to spend time. So, you know, it, I'm, I'm getting there. And, Good. you know, it's, I, I think the other thing I need is like a command hook to put my headphones on. That's the, that's the other thing that I want. But, um, but I, I'm, I'm started, I'm settling in and I'm starting to get used to the routine of, uh, you know, being, working from home five days mm-hmm. a week. So, you know, as much as you can, again, make lemons into lemonade, but why are, yes. why are you happy this week? Um, I'm happy because I actually had a little bit of time off. Um, so we were working so hard the first week remotely because our whole company was like changing everything essentially about what we did and how we did it. And, uh, so our boss said that we needed to take some, some time off. I, I made sure that she understood if you're giving me time off, hoping that I'm going to be well rested, that's probably not going to happen with a young family. <laughs> um, but we actually had a great, we spent a uh, morning going to a local lake and just walked around. It was refreshing to see people in real life, even though we were practicing social distancing and saying hi to them, eye to eye. I, I honestly didn't. Uh, realize how much I had missed that, but it was uh, it was refreshing, yeah. and it was nice to get outside and and have some unhurried time with the family, give my wife a little bit of a break because she's uh, she is an angel taking care of our family and uh, yeah. being as uh, flourishing as she is every moment, honestly. So um, so yeah, that was really fun. And then um, you know, I I have had a lot of fun getting ready for Ashes of Outland. I think that uh, this is. Obviously, because we've been playing this game a while, Steve, like for a hot second. And I think it's an easy statement to say that there has never been this much change all at once for the game. And all of it is really exciting, honestly. So I do you agree with that or do you see things differently? Yeah, Yeah, I I think that this is I, I can't remember maybe since the the first standard rotation, like when when like goblins versus gnomes went out of standard i can't remember like this much change and this much positivity about the changes like we've had changes before and like they've been received kind of lukewarm a lot of the time like there's always kind of people who are you know willing to naysay but like i mean we've got we've gotten a taste of the new class we're getting a new class i think everyone's excited about that and Mm -hmm. Like the the new ranking system came in. We'll talk about that really briefly. It's tuned too, but like so, like even with the game not really having changed as much, aside from like the Hall of Fame changes and whatever, like it still feels very different even without the new set. And like on Tuesday, it's going to be very, very, very different. Yeah, and it's going to be. I don't even really know how to prepare for it. Ironically enough, it's almost like you're not. Yeah, it's like I've I've been working on so like my 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 episode right before launch for Off Curve is usually a theory crafting episode, and I've got one, two, five, ten, eleven decks theory crafted so far, twelve Holy maybe, cow. and that's and that's like half my list, <laughs> and I don't know how many more I'm getting through, but 
it's like I I don't even know which direction to go in. And and we thought that this this set was going to be like we were very worried maybe a month ago about like how little was actually rotating. Mm-hmm. And like how much of a change there really was going to be from from year of the dragon to year of the phoenix, and I think we're we're past that because it feels good like it's going to be very different. Even if like we're playing some of the same decks that we were playing before, like they're going to look different, and having a new class to account for is going to make a big difference as well. Yeah, I think that people are excited about all the new stuff. I'm I I honestly am a little bit concerned that Descent of Dragons in particular is going to overshadow power level. Um but but there are plenty of things that could at least come neck and neck with it. Uh you know, we talked about Rogue last week and I think there's a lot of exciting stuff for that class, but I don't know that it's going to be as good as Galakrond Rogue or Highlander Rogue. Um but even even with that there's so much fun to be had in new ident- class identity things and archetypes that are being pushed. Uh, I think that we'll probably see even more diversity, hopefully. Uh, I, I, I guess my hope is being placed that those decks that are really powerful right now will not remain quite as powerful. But that's, that's all hypothetical. we got to play with these yeah, cards to really you know. know. <laughs> But you know what? I like I have faith like and which I did like which is also different from like this time last year. Mm-hmm. I have faith if by the end of April we're still playing like Galakron Rogue and Galakron Warrior and Resurrect Priest and you know whatever whatever else and like Dragon Hunter like they will nerf things. Oh yeah, right? 100%. Like I have yes, yes. I have 100% faith that that's going to happen. I don't mm-hmm. think that they're going to let that stand stand for too long. So that that could potentially be an issue. But I have I have complete faith that the team will step in and, and have ner- probably has nerfs already designed and ready to go. Should potentially, that be the case. yeah, yeah. I kind of wonder if they have stuff in the kitty just in case things go a certain way. But uh, speaking of going a certain way, I think that this show should go a certain way. Like talking yeah. about the brief amount of news that we had, there were two big changes that we've already walked through, and that's ladder changes and the introduction of the Demon Hunter prologue. Uh, so, uh, Steve, which of these two are you more excited about that you'd like to give us an update on? I'm happier to talk about the rank ladder because I like I did the prologue and I was frankly kind of underwhelmed. I don't really feel like I got a whole lot out of it as far as how the how the class goes. So you're you're free to talk about that more. But I've been I've been jamming a lot of ranked over the last couple days, and that this system I don't know if it feels good for everybody. But it feels really good to me. Um, you know, there. I think the only people who are really having a lot, some issues with it, are some of the, the high legend players. But like, I got to um, like diamond ten by the end of the first day, and it felt really smooth. And got up to diamond five by the end of the second day. And now that I'm in, I'm like at diamond two right now. And even just the difference between fifteen stars and twenty five stars f- between like where you lose the win streaks. Um, when you're when you're going up with a 10x multiplier, if you've got, I mean, again, as someone who's gotten to legend before, feels really really nice to not have to do like that horrible grind from like rank five, and like you you can experiment a little bit more, and like even if you lose a few, like you're not as far back as you used to be. Now, if I'm have a have a lower multiplier and I'm having to grind through like from like platinum five without a win streak. I don't, or without, without a multiplier. I don't know how that feels necessarily. Um, but as far as somebody who is used to, um, as used to doing this grind from rank five, it feels like way, way better to me. 
Yeah. How was I, your experience with it? Well, you know I've had mixed emotions if you, if you follow me on Twitter yeah. because my problem the first day, and I jammed a lot of games, was that um, I was losing so much. I had under a 30% win rate with almost like, uh, I think with like 35 games or something like that. So it wasn't like I played three games and lost two of them or something. Right, right, right. Um, now, what was so amazing about that is I still made a lot of progress. So now I've played probably almost 50 games, and I'm at Platinum 8, I think. Platinum's right below Diamond, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm at like Platinum 8, and I have like a 4X multiplier, so it, it feels a little more grindy to get up to Diamond. It was interesting seeing people get to Diamond so quickly, and then I I decided I'm just going to play the deck I played to Legend. I had like a 70% win rate with that or something, so it's like, I know this deck, I know it works, let's go. And I think that deck in particular, I had something more like a 20% win rate with, and it was just... It was frustrating because it was a lot of different matchups. It wasn't that there was like this one oppressive archetype that, you know, is always a bad matchup for me. Um, I knew that I knew the deck well. Uh, I felt like I was playing well. So like all of those things were in line and yet the results were overwhelmingly negative as far as like how much I was winning. So um, I overwhelmingly, regardless of that, I am I'm crazy thankful for the new system because even with all of that, even with how much of a slugfest it was, how I kept getting knocked down, but I got up again and no one ever going to keep me down. Um, I, I was still able to progress quite a bit through the system. So and I think that especially for people who were just playing in that five to legend rank and going back and forth and back and forth, like there's finally some progression where you really feel like you're making progress, even if you're losing. So I, the feeling of laddering, I think, has gotten significantly better no matter where you're at, yeah. probably. Yeah, and, and the fact that, like, especially once you have a multiplier... Um, I, I got your Chumbawamba reference, by the way, just just so you know. I had a but, feeling you would. <laughs> <laughs> but the the fact that, you know, like mentally it takes... Like, you feel a loss four times as, or three times as much as a win. So you need to, uh, you, so a a loss kind of registers, you need you need a, a win to count four times as much of a loss for it to register the same. And they find, actually, like, found a way to do that, especially in the early games. Like, I, it took me, like, three tries to get into Diamond, four tries to get into Diamond. Like, I lost three games in a row, and then finally I got over the hump. And... But I didn't feel, like, terrible about it, right? Like, normally, like, you lose one, it's like, okay, now I gotta win two more just to get over this bar, and it's like, and it took me all this, all this work just to get there. And now it's like, okay, well, I can still get there if I win the next one, right? Or I only have to win two more even if I drop, drop a bunch in a row. And I think that part of this is also, it's gonna take a little bit of getting used to below when, when you have a multiplier, you're, you're getting MMR ranking, and... We're not used to that, right? Like, if you're not someone who consistently plays at Legend, meaning that you get it to Legend, like, the first week of the month, normally. Like, you're not used to MMR ranking most of the time, or MMR matchmaking most of the time. Because you're always playing against somebody who is considered uh, at the same level as you, and, and someone like, like you and I, who get to Legend consistently, we have pretty high MMR, right? So we're going to be matched against good players, and we may not be mentally prepared for that, when we're at like bronze seven, right? Like at bronze seven, you you kind of expect like, okay, well, I'm just gonna stomp somebody, and move on. That is not happening. You're playing like I played against Killin all day on my way up before my before my my star multipliers went out, right? And that did not go well for me, by the way. <laughs> but 
But, uh, you know, so that that's something that you kind of have to give yourself a little bit of credit to, that you're playing against good players. In st- and, and the way to reframe this is... We're getting into off-curve mindset crap now. But, like, if the way to reframe this is this is an opportunity because you're getting what most people try to get to legend to do, which is to play against whoever the best are in whatever your bracket is and learn from those things and make yourself a better player. You don't get to be a better player by stomping people at bronze seven. You get to be a better player by playing people who are on the same level or better than you and then learning from those things and then improving yourself. Right? So being able to take that as an opportunity and have meaningful games all the way up, I think is actually kind of a gift if you look at it that way. And that, from that perspective, that once you reframe that and, and, you know, throw out whatever entitlement bias you have, um, and, and kind of take that as these are going to be challenging and I need to be mentally prepared for that. I think that will help a lot getting up that way. And then once you get into the ranked, once you get rid of the star multiplier, then it's back to normal again. Um, I actually have had a much easier time, it feels like, once I was in, like, past Diamond 5 than, um, than when I was getting the MMR matchmaking. Because I wasn't running into people like Killing All Day. But mm-hmm. the fact that I was running into Killing All Day, like, when I was in MMR matchmaking is also something that I can take as, like, a positive affirmation. Because that means that I'm, like, playing at roughly that level. I'm not Killing All Day, not even close. But that it thinks that it's willing to match me up against someone of, of his cali- caliber that is actually kind of like a compliment. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think it's it's ha- it's having that mindset and understanding that there's a different objective. Like this is the stuff you, me, and Hat have been talking about for years now. Um, but now it's truly on display from the very beginning that um, you're never – you. What, what was it that you said? Like a, a – not confirmation bias, but a um, – Entitlement. Uh, Entitlement, thank you, because that's honestly something that I've noticed in myself, uh, especially after a good win streak from Five to Legend last month. That you're never, or and, and it wasn't even five; it was like two to Legend or something. Uh, you're never guaranteed that. Every time you queue up, there is somewhat of a fifty percent chance that you're going to lose, and especially when you're up against someone who's really good. Uh, and if they're in a better place than you are mentally in that moment, they can navigate that game way better than you, and you can be left with a with a loss, and that's okay. Um, but really coming into it and not having the thought of, I deserve this, I deserve this win, or if I don't have this overwhelming win rate, then that makes me a bad player. Um, and recognizing there's a big chance to learn more than ever before in every single game, in or at least more of the games than than usual. So it's a they're all good changes in my mind. It's just a matter of us processing yeah. and working through things differently. I'll probably have to do a full episode about that at some point because yeah. there's a lot of nuances to the mental game as we as we know. Yeah, I I. I... You know, as around the anniversary of Off Curve, we end up doing another one of these episodes, and it's been a while since uh, since you've been back. So maybe we'll have to do that again because that hey, yeah. I think that 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 this whole like we've done a, a number of episodes on the legend mindset and and how to how to reframe it, and I think some of those things are going to have to change in this new system mm-hmm. because it's very different. It's 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 very very much the same, but it's also very different. And it's going to have different challenges than we've had in the past. And, and navigating those mentally and emotionally is going to be something we're all going to have to learn how to do. Like, yeah, I, yeah. 
was at Diamond 1 today, and I, I kind of got a little bit ahead of myself, and then I dropped a few games, and then I'm like, oh, here we go. And then it's like, wait a minute, I'm at Diamond 2. Even if I drop all the way to the floor, it's 15 stars, not 25. Right, right? So right. even there, it's like, it's just kind of giving yourself giving yourself the permission to breathe and, and mm-hmm. relax a little bit. I think once we get used to that, I think that once we kind of let go of, of the stars as possessions, which is is less when you have a multiplier and even when you get beyond diamond five is there's you need fewer of them so it's not as bad even losing at that point i think that'll kind of help us all relax and then play better without getting as much ladder anxiety along the way right that's what i talk to me in a week i might be raging (laughs) (laughs) we'll we'll get our thoughts together and i and i would love to work with you on something like that man and by the way i've realized just blazing past it that actually happened since the last time we recorded that i was able to get to legend so dragon hunter was the thing that finally got me over the edge last month was grueling in a lot of ways i had to change my primary deck three different times so i used quest hunter to get to three i used highlander mage to get up to one and then I used Dragon Hunter from two to Legend, but it was a lot of frustration along the way, and I'm I'm glad I, I I'm glad I got one more in at least before the system changed. But uh, but I'm yeah. all about this new one. So um, yeah, so yeah, I'll, I'll be interested to see how you feel once you kind of get into a groove with it. It's also too, like yeah. also should be said like this is not the best situation for anyone to be playing Optimal Hearthstone, mm. <laughs> like. You know, the situation that we're all in right now is going to take a toll on you mentally. And you are probably not playing as good as you would be playing under normal circumstances anyway. So that's also probably factoring into that at least a little bit in the background. If you're not, like, having the kinds of success that you're expecting to have in ladder, that's also something to keep in mind. Like, Mm -hmm. be kind to yourself because you may not be 100% mentally focused like you normally would be because there's an apocalypse going on outside. So, you know, mindfulness and keep that in mind, too. Mindfulness and self-awareness are always important, but I agree. There's there's a lot right now. I actually saw my sister uh, tweeted out a meme that was like, if you don't leave this crisis with one new hobby, one new uh, small business started and one new something else, uh, then it's not that you don't have time. It's that you're lazy. But that last line was crossed out and it said, we're in the middle of a crisis and you need to do what you need to do to stay healthy and and be okay with whatever that looks like. And I I think that that's, I thought that was well said by my sis that, uh, yeah, yeah, give yourself the freedom and everyone handles these things differently. And whether it's taking a huge toll or it's something you have to remind yourself of, uh, just be kind to yourself because everyone needs that. So, um, all right. Well, yeah, I, you mentioned the the prologue, and there really isn't a ton to talk about. I, I don't know a ton about Elodin's backstory, so I thought it was interesting at least. Yeah. And it was fun to play with the class a little bit, even if we didn't get to see a ton. Um, but it at least gave us something before we jump into uh, the Demon Hunter yeah. class cards that we're going to speak today. Did you enjoy playing the class overall, Steve? Um, I, I mean, the class the class felt good. I felt, I felt like the, the prologue kind of... I described it on Twitter as, like, the little golden book version of the Illidan story. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. <laughs> and and I stand by that because it just... I, I didn't really feel like I got a whole lot out of it as far as, like... Other than the fact that, that Illidan is apparently an emo 14-year-old, I don't really know what I'm supposed <laughs> to get out of that. Like, yeah. I, you know, I don't want to spoil anything, but it just seemed like the, the, the little vignettes were, like, a little bit too abrupt without anything really connecting them with as somebody who doesn't have a whole lot of understanding of the story. I mm-hmm. probably need to spend some of this time that I have 
sitting around the house going back and replaying Warcraft 3 because I bought Reforged and I haven't really spent much time with it. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I felt like the class felt good. I'm not, I don't, I wish it was a little bit longer so I could get a bit, a bit of a better feel, especially given that you weren't even playing Demon Hunter cards in the first couple of, of, um, or you weren't playing as Demon Hunter in the first, definitely in the first battle. And I don't think in the second either. So I was hoping to get a little bit better feel for the class, but we'll do what we can. You know, and then we'll get a lot of things wrong, and I'll have I'll have content for my uh, review mirror episode in three months. <laughs> That's always the way it goes. Well, we we have what we can know, and um, before we jump into this, I just want to apologize for any audio listeners. You probably can uh, relate, especially those of you with families, that uh, quarantining is hard, and even recording like this, uh, you may hear. Uh, my wife is working on vacuuming upstairs right now, so uh, there may there may be little bits here or there, and I'm sorry for that. But um, we're, I'm, I'm going to do the best that we can with the with the audio as it is. Um, and yeah, again, if you haven't listened to part one, go back and listen to it because we went over our review criteria. Um, we will be going over the five classes we mentioned before. And Steve, I think that there's no better class for us to start with than uh, than the brand new one. Um, yeah, let's I mean, do it. Why not kick things off with the, what everyone is excited about, and that's Demon Hunter. So just as a reminder, you play that prologue for free, and you unlock all the basic cards as well as an initiate set, which is a part of the Demon Hunter package, but it's set in Year of the Dragon for rotation purposes. So there are going to be more Demon Hunter class cards in this set than other ones, or than other classes, and that's to kind of help Demon Hunter make up for lost time, essentially, because they're a bit behind uh, and deck construction would be a little less fun and a little more constrained than other classes. So th- this is a great idea, I think, overall. And obviously everyone's excited about the class, so they want to see more new cards. Um, if you haven't played the prologue, you should. We're going to assume that. And uh, honestly, I'm going to... I think... I, Steve, I won't speak for both of us, but I'm going to need a little help with the basic classic and initiate set because we haven't played with many of these outside of the prologue so it's going to be really it's going to be even more difficult to see synergies and stuff right now than it will be once this set releases so uh, we'll see how this goes but we'll do our best yeah i'm gonna have to keep those cards up as a reference too because like normally like when we're doing these reviews right like we know we know the classic cards. We know the basic cards. We play with them for years. We're very familiar with them. I'm still, we're still learning like the the basic and classic set for Demon Hunter, and we haven't actually gotten to play with any of them. So it's it's something that we're gonna have to keep in mind, like how some of these things fit together. And you know, I also haven't really theory crafted anything because I'm still not 100 percent sure like what to do with it yet. Right, and and I may not have very functional theory crafts by the time I get there, just because I don't. I'm not an aggro player by by nature anyway, so like some of those, some of these things are a little bit like not in my wheelhouse. But well, you know, so bear with us with some of these, with some of the Demon Hunter, um, you know, evaluations. I guess is what I'm trying to say. We're very likely to get some of this very drastically wrong, but it's all in good fun. I was going to say, we are going to get this as right as we can, which may be extremely wrong ultimately, but that's okay. Um, So let's go ahead and kick things off with one of the legendaries for, uh, from ashes of outland for demon hunter. This is metamorphosis. It's a five mana legendary spell. It reads swap your hero power to deal five damage. 
after two uses, swap it back. So I did get to use this in the prologue, and for um, for reference, that deal five damage hero power is still one mana. The base hero power for Demon Hunter is ga- is one mana and gain plus one attack. So it's like half of Druid's hero power. Uh, no armor, you just get the attack. And because of that, Demon Hunter looks like there's a very natural fit for a lot of aggressive strategies. And I don't know what's more aggressive, Steve, than two mana deal f- ten damage. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> I, I, I don't... I I have a hard time seeing why you... When you would not put this in a deck. Right. Right? Like, it, it's a legendary spell. You're only playing one copy of it anyway. It is effectively... 10 damage that cannot be blocked can't be i mean you can counterspell the actual spell but you once it's down you have that available whenever you want you don't have to use it right away or it's two five damage removals Mm -hmm. so like i the only downside is you have to use it over two turns but like fine yeah i'll do that i guess if your if your deck is really is really revolving around like attacking with your face then maybe that's a downside because that's going to take away that natural being able to attack without a weapon. But, yeah. like, how do you care? No, because <laughs> like, the, the problem with the um, with attacking with your face is that your health total is a really big issue. Because you're going to be doing a lot of trades with face. So to have something like this that supplements that and deals a lot of damage and doesn't require you to to hit that taunt that's in the way or something like that, I mean... I I agree with you. I feel like this goes in every single Demon Hunter deck, and I, I I don't know why you wouldn't include it. The fact that there are cards that can actually discount this only makes it more insane. And uh, we did see that on one of the pre- uh, preview streams, and it was two mana for this is absurd, you know? So I think it's just fives across the board easily, and it's going to be seeing a ton of play. Yeah, and if there's anything that lets you, I don't remember off the top of my head. I feel, I feel like I know some of the stuff is rotating out. Like there's the mech that doubles the damage of your hero power. That's oh, rotating. Yeah. That would be, bad. but um, <laughs> yeah. But I, and and I'm trying. I was trying to load up to see. Like I thought there was some hero power related, um, you know, uh, well cards Wat- that got introduced I, in Descent of Dragons. But I think Water Boy was the only other one. But that's Rastakhan's Rumble. So. It, yeah, yeah, in Wild, where you can get a garrison commander or a fencing coach or... I mean, there's lots of ways to really make this dirty fast. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if those are worth it with a one-mana hero power, though, so that probably balances out. Anyway, I think, yeah, it, yeah. Yeah, I think it's easy yeah. fives. If you can refresh it and do it in the same turn or whatever, I don't know. But yeah, I think it's fives across the board. Like, I don't see why you wouldn't have this in most decks. Cool. And, and you'd probably just start with it. Yeah. Um, speaking of, um, King Sun Fury <laughs> is... A four mana three five weapon with charge. A uh, three five three four mana three five minion. My sorry, with charge. All friendly attacks ignore taunt. Like we don't need to spend a lot of time on this. No, nope, like I, don't, I think you're right. <laughs> like this is this is new Leroy effectively. Like mm-hmm. it's it's class specific, but like if you are a if you are a class that wants to attack with your face and with minions. And taunts are the way that you stop that. This is the way that you still get lethal through. And it's it's like when Ma- when Combo Priest used to run Mass Dispel as a finisher. Mm-hmm. Like, what what else are you looking for, right? Like, this is... The only thing that I think would stop this would be, like, Bulwark of Azeroth. Or Azanoth, which is that, oh, that sure. weapon that yep. we talked about last mm-hmm. week for Warrior. Yep. But other than that, like... Yeah, like, why are you not running this? Like, regardless of the deck... 
as long as you have anything that you want to attack face, you'd probably run a copy of this. Yeah, and I, I think the big thing that can't be overstated is that when your opponent puts a taunt on the board, they're expecting that you're going to have to play a certain way around that. And, like, yeah. if you have a spell that can take care of it or something like that, it always messes them up. And this is, I feel like, even better because it's just... It's just ignore that thing and do whatever the heck you want. You want to trade? Fine. You have enough for face? Fine. Um, yeah, I agree. There's not a lot to say here. It's fives also. Yeah. So Demon, yeah. Demon Hunter is starting off real strong already. And this was the first one that I, I, I was able to open my packs with the Private Fireside. And this was the first one I got. So I, I can't wait. Uh, next here is Pit Commander. Nine mana, seven, nine demon. Epic demon. He has taunt, and at the end of your turn, summon a demon from your deck. So this is one of the other archetypes that's non-aggressive that it looks like Demon Hunter wants to do, which is this big demon package. This is definitely like going in and a starting point for that. The question is, is nine mana too much? Are you dead already? Uh, those are the things that I'm thinking, and are there enough big demons that can really make sense of this? And, and do they have, like, not battle cries or whatever, right? Like, sure, sure. Um, like, Hulking Overfiend is one that you might want, like, rush after it attacks and, and kills him and he may attack again. But again, that's this is at the end of your turn. So you don't get to attack with that right away. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the other ones that I'm seeing, at least in the initiate set, have battle cries, right? Like, you can look at, like, um, Nethrandamus, which is uh, battle cry, summon two zero cost minions that upgrades. If it's in your hand, if it's your if it's in your deck, it's just a, oh, that's a dragon. Sorry, that's not a demon. Right, reading is fundamental. But like, <laughs> <laughs> that's tough when there are all these new cards too. So, yeah, but I mean, it, you know, I guess we can we can kind of see as we're going through. Like, I, I mean, there are big demons, but I don't know, like what, you know, I I mean, I guess you have Princess of Fury again. That's got an end of your end of your turn effect, um, and Imprison Antion is going to come out dormant. So, like, I don't know what you're trying to get out of this unless there are neutral demons that I'm not thinking of. Like, whatever the replacement for Illidan, whatever that's, car- that's called now, they renamed... Whatever they whatever the Illidan demon was, card was, before they renamed it to something. That I can't remember what the name of it is. And that but actually... Like, yeah, that wouldn't be bad just tutoring it out of your deck like that, too. Yeah. I, I, think, I think what's tough, and, and I think we're in agreement that there's not a very clear, here's what you do and add to this so that it's a really strong deck. This card is critical to that deck, and like you don't try and make that deck without this. I am concerned that nine mana is too much, but the taunt is nice. So I, I sort of waffle on this. I think it's pro- like with the potential of more demons coming out, which surely will have more demons... I think that it's probably a four. Um, yeah, I think so too. I, I think we can't see it right now because A, we're overwhelmed, yeah. and B, we may not have the cards for it yet. But like this is a an effect that I that that I, I remember when we were reviewing Killwalls and Catacombs, and I looked at um uh, whatever the hell the six drop was, the two two death rattle. Oh, um, um, and I'm like the lackey. Uh, uh, gosh, demonic yeah, lackey. It, yeah. Something like that, yeah. And it's it's funny that we've forgotten the name of it now because you don't even play that in Wild anymore because it's not right. good enough. But, like, right. <laughs> I remember looking at that. I'm like, well, why would you want to do that? Like, what demons are you putting in? And the answer was Doom Guards and, um, Void, and Lords. Void Lords. Yeah. And if we get Doom Guards and Void Lords or we get something else, some other way to abuse these, or you get a way to discount this, 
then there's a there's a deck that's there. Yeah. I don't know if it's there yet, but I would not... I, I assume that this is going to be relevant at some point. Yeah. And in Arena, it's probably a three. Like, it's a big dude. Yeah. And if you have one demon in your deck, that's probably fine, you know? But you'll and get it on its, its own. Even. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a taunt. So at least it, it affects the board somehow. So even if you don't get any value out of it, at least... You're going to um you're you're gonna get a taunt. You if you're drafting Demon Hunter, you're probably gonna get demons. Yes. Right? Like you yes. probably are gonna have more than a couple. Yeah. So it'll probably get some value. So yeah, I think it's a three. I mean it's not great, but it's it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um so Warglaves of Azanoth is a five mana three four weapon for real this time. Um <laughs> and after attacking a minion, your hero may attack again. Um so we saw that so the the natural um comparison to this is soul threes because mm-hmm. that was the kind of we've seen this effect before um there are two first of all one of the things as i talked about in the last off curve where my my as i said last week my self-flagellation episode right <laughs> um one of the traps that it's easy to fall into is to look at similar cards and not try to figure out why they're different mm-hmm um, so there's, there's a couple of things that are different here. First of all, this doesn't say overkill, which means it's a little bit easier to use. Mm-hmm. Second of all, it'll cost five men instead of six. And you're in a class that wants to take advantage of increasing your, your attack and, and yes. being able to, to go face. And if this, even on one turn, lets you clear off three minions and then continue to go face, mm-hmm. then that's something that's relevant. Now is five mana a lot? That I don't know because I because we just haven't seen how these decks play out yet. I would imagine in, in definitely in like the big demon type of deck, it would probably be a little bit easier to stomach. I don't know if you're playing like an aggro swarm deck, if five mana is still going to be too much for this kind of an effect. That's yeah. the only thing that I'm stuck on. I I think that it's perfectly fine, especially because you can you know in turn six this is a four four weapon essentially, and there are cards that will take advantage of every single time that you attack and. I think I think that this is kind of a no-brainer honestly again. It's yeah. what it's what Demon Hunter wants to do whether you're aggressive and this helps you get ahead of all the little stuff that your opponent's playing or you're playing the long game strategy and this just I mean this is also a uh, a 12 12 damage to face you know potentially. So I think eventually that, yes. Yeah. yeah. It, it's a very long way to get there but I think that with the upside of being able to clear out the board uh, there's just a lot a lot that Demon Hunter can do to take advantage of this, so I think it's a four probably. In yeah, I think so. I think you're. I think you're right. I, I think that like my I initially gave it a three because of the Soul Thrace thing, and then I did this this episode, and I kind of realized yeah. that I need to take a step back. So. Well done. Yeah, um, and probably in Arena, it's probably a four two, just yeah, because weapons yeah. are, are are almost. I mean, they're probably less valuable in Demon Hunter specifically because you have the ability to use your to use your face at all times but mm-hmm. being able to do more damage at once is and and be able to clear off a small board is probably more relevant this is like a miniature board clear sort of and, in arena and board clears already are pretty valuable in arena so weapon on top yeah. of that i agree with demon hunter it's like well you don't need it need it but because of the upside on both yeah it's it's above average which is a 4 yeah all right, next one here is the cutest of Demon Hunters, Furious Felfin, a 2-mana 3-2 Murloc. Battle cry, if your hero attacked this turn, gain plus 1 attack and rush. So on turn 3, this is a 4-2 with rush. 
with no other things necessary because you can just use your hero power for one. There's a card called Twin Slice, which is going to be really core, I think, to the Demon Hunter set, which is a zero mana spell that gives your hero plus one attack. And it it has a, uh, it doesn't have Twin Spell, but it works similar to Twin Spell, where it adds a second copy that doesn't copy itself into your hand, essentially. So um, so with, with that uh, Twin Slice, you can get uh, this is a 4-2 with Rush on turn two, which is better i hear than turn three so i think i yeah. think this is a really interesting card it can take care of armor smith immediately which is uh there are not a lot of things this early in the game that can do that um and even if it's and, a and uh yeah and any other there are a bunch of one force too there's like uh crystal merchant is another one that you probably want to yes, be able to take out yes. right away mm-hmm um, and yeah. even, well, with that new Dragon Priest minion that can uh, get lifesteal oh, yeah, early too. on, too, uh, just being able to to kill that straight out for two mana is going to be pretty valuable. So uh, the Murloc synergy is not going to be there in any way. It's just cute. So they put that there. <laughs> and I guess you can get this off random effects, which which would be interesting, too. Not really, because Battlecry yeah. probably won't trigger off that. But I think it's pretty good, and it'll see some play sometimes. What do you think, Steve? Yeah, I mean, this is... It's always Huffer, right? I mean, basically, <laughs> that's what this is. It's always Huffer. Like, it doesn't go face, but that's fine, right? Like, your, your face yeah. can go face. And then it's it's a four attack. It's a four, it's a four damage removal all the time. And sometimes it'll stick around and be a minion. Or sometimes it'll just be a 4-2 that you get mm-hmm. out for two mana after you've gotten to attack face. It's, I, I, again, there's, I don't know if it goes in every deck, but I would see a hard time leaving this out of any sort of, like, a faster deck that, yeah. that's going to be played by demon hunter i think it's it's probably a four like you're not starting with it but you're gonna get there pretty quickly but in arena it's probably a five arena it's a five yeah because it's it's just yeah yeah this is a like that this is it's a removal and a minion all in one like Mm -hmm. that you you don't you don't get better than that yeah um so next up is skull of gold skull of gul'dan which is a five mana spell draw three cards outcast reduce their cost by three and outcast is the new keyword for demon hunter that says if you play this card from the leftmost or the rightmost position in your hand, then it, it gets an additional effect. So in this case, you're going to be drawing three cards and then and then reducing the cost of the cards that you draw by three. I guess you probably... I mean, I think you probably end up putting this in every list, right? Like, this is one of the reasons, other than the hero power, to play Demon Hunter. Like, yeah. Yeah. The only time that this is going to be bad is if it's stuck in the middle of your hand, right? And, like, maybe in a big demon list, that could be a problem. If you're playing, like, the aggressive list, mm, this is, like, yeah. life tap and zoo, yeah, right? Because, yeah. like, you're just going to play... As soon as you have five mana, you're playing this. And if you're playing an aggressive list, you can get this stuff out of the left side of your hand easily. And then be and able to refill. And the stuff that you're putting, that you're putting out is probably going to be free or pretty close to it. That's exactly right. So... You you usually want cheaper card draw than this in an aggressive list, but because those cards will be free, it doesn't matter. It, it cancels itself out. So this is a really strong card. I think it's going to see play in a lot of different kinds of decks. I I think it's probably a five. Honestly, I I think I it think, is. I think I think it is. Yeah. And, and in and arena, it's probably it's probably a four in arena. Like like the card draw is going to be less valuable, especially this late in arena like getting three cards is good but you could also it's going to be easier for it to get stuck in your hand the three cards may not do anything right away so it's you probably still drafted a lot it's probably a four but i don't think it's like i don't think you're gonna you're gonna pass over 
other things to get it all the time. No, I think you're right on that. Next here is Imprisoned Antaen. Antin? Antin. Probably. Your five guess minute, is as good as mine. Five minutes it's pronounced Nugan. There you go, exactly. Five <laughs> minute, 10-6 demon. Dormant for two turns. When this awakens, deal 10 damage randomly split among all enemies. That's that's a lot of damage. I mean, you think of Reno the Relicologist, not just hurting minions, but hurting face also. Um, the 10-6 yeah. stats are extremely aggressive. Six health is still a lot to take out. Uh, I I see a lot of upside. The only thing that's kind of down, honestly, is playing this on turn five uh, is going to hurt your mid-game strategy. You're investing into turn seven, essentially, with this. And if you just spend all of your mana doing nothing, your opponent can really turn on the gas fast and maybe kill you or get you into an unwinnable state by the time this thing wakes up. Yeah, like... You know what this reminds me of in kind of a twisted way? You remember the, um, there was the, the dragon, uh, the priest dragon that you could, t- your opponent gets to take two turns and then you get to take two turns. Oh, And that's kind yeah. of what this feels like a little bit. Just uh-huh, because uh-huh. like five mana is a lot to not do anything. Right, like, yeah. And then you know that this is going to be really a big deal because you're developing a gigantic minion that you're also going to be able to develop behind because you're going to have a full turn's worth of mana. And you're doing 10 damage to the board or possibly their face. So there's not a good way for your opponent to play around this. But if you're playing against another aggressive deck and you play this, you're dead. There's no way you can play this. Because you're gonna, you, you cannot just like take a turn off to give, say, a Dragon Hunter a turn to just hit your face for... And they don't care at that point if the if the demon goes off and it doesn't have taunt so if they do have burn behind it or they have charge minions or they just find a way to get their minions to live or more of the 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 pings go face than you want them to um this is going to backfire but in a slower deck where you have where you can play this like on turned hand along with something else like in the big demon list i think this makes a lot more sense because you're you're kind of need to set up a board clear but there's no easy way to play around this in the late game like, what do you do? Play Sarah? I guess. I mean, that's that's a thing that you can do. You but, play Double like, Armor Smith. That's what you play. <laughs> yeah, Double Armor Smith or Bomb Wranglers or whatever. But, like, yeah. it, you know, other than that, like, you can't just, like, ignore it and not play minions because then you're just taking right. 10 to the face. Right. So yeah. I think in some decks this is going to be good, but it's going to take a little bit of learning to figure out how to actually play this optimally. But it's that's a really a tricky card. Yeah, I think four is right on. And in Arena, it's like, I don't know... That mid-game is even more critical then, and you're less likely to have the synergies that we've talked about. So I, I'm i kind of straddling between... But you're also, it's this. also a lot harder to be able to capitalize on on that tempo over the over the two turns, right? Like, it is, go, it is a big loss, but you're making up for that in a big way. And there are games where you just kind of top deck nonsense, and then you pick up a flame strike, and then you're right back in it, right? And this is basically like investing in that I don't know. I don't know in practice how this is going to be in arena, but I feel like it's better than it than it is in constructed, probably. So but we'll probably, probably keep it at a four. Then, can, yeah. Yeah. Um so Coilfang Warlord is an eight mana nine five minion with rush and death rattle summon a not a five nine warlord with taunt. So the way that you think about this, like, forget the fact that it's a minion because it's a lot of words, right? It's a 5-9 taunt with Battlecry deal 9 damage to a minion. That's basically what this is. 
right? So it's a nine damage removal that also comes with a five, nine taunt. And if you think about it that way, you will play that card, right? Like we play crowd roaster now, which is a seven, four that does seven, seven to a minion. We play that card now. Um, not a lot, but you know, we used to put that in decks on purpose. And so I think that if you could do nine to a minion, you know, taunts get in the way, whatever they're they're Yeah. It's not a perfect analogy, but it's close enough. Right. And then you kill that off and then you have the five, nine top behind it again in that bigger, slower list. I think you play this a lot because it just, again, you're developing and removing, which is kind of the, the dream when you are a slower deck, you want to be able to do both those things at once. Yeah. And I think the comparison that came to mind for me is militia commander because yeah. this does more damage up front than it does for the rest of the game, but this has the upside of having no less than nine health once it's when it's done, you know? Militia Commander, whatever right. you attacked into, you got probably one or two health left, but with this... It's Haunt. And the Taunt, yeah. So I think, I think there's a lot of upside on this. It's not flashy, but it's really strong. So I think it's, I think it's probably a four. What are you thinking? Yeah. I think it's probably a four two. Again, we don't know what these decks are going to look like. Yeah. But, I mean, it seems like a like you might only run one of them. It might be too expensive to run two, but like I, I could see running at least one of those in a in a control style list. Yeah. I think I think if this is as strong as we're thinking it will be, you'll easily run two of them just because it's that good of a card, you know. Um, yeah. And in arena, it's probably a five, honestly, because yeah, that, that I don't see how you get better than this in arena. Yeah. Like this is late game. This, this is, is like you, you you're drafting this every single time. You need I to get to so. turn eight, yeah. but if you do, like that's that's game over. That's that that's just like a windmill slam. Yeah. All right. Next here is Priestess of Fury, a seven mana six seven demon. At the end of your turn, deal six damage randomly split among all enemies. So I'm feeling this a lot more than the Anton, the Imprisoned Anton, because this is at least going to do something immediately when it's played. Um, the tough thing is that the, uh, what's the name of the, uh, the demon minion, that tutors, the Pick Commander, that those effects won't stack. So if Pick Commander pulls this from your deck, it won't also deal the six damage immediately um, if things stay consistent. Um, but these stats are fine. Dealing six damage... I mean, think of this as a battle cry effect. That's really strong. Um, I just don't see any downside on this, really. Can you talk me into downside, Steve? It's the cost. I mean, it's it's like I you're guess. going to hit a point, right, where you can't have every card in your deck cost seven, eight, nine, ten mana. That's Because you're not true, yeah. Right? And it's like... I, like, look at Baron Geddon. I mean, Baron Geddon's a little bit worse because it hurts okay, you, okay. it hurts your face, and it hurts and it hurts your minions. But like, Baron Geddon is is kind of the same thing because it's probably doing six damage split up against all enemies by the time that it's done. Usually, when you're playing it, but it just doesn't do enough. And six damage on seven mana is probably not going to clear a board, especially because it it also can go face. And then if you did that, you basically just kind of tickled some minions and <laughs> you didn't actually do anything yeah. and you don't have a taunt. So your opponent can just use those minions that got tickled and slap you in the face with them. I guess so. so. Yeah. I'm I'm a little bit... I, I was all the way down on a three with this. Like, I can oh, see wow. it, but I feel like, that, like in a big demon list, like, you're going to have to start cutting somewhere, right? And I feel like this is not going to be good enough in practice unless it sticks for multiple turns. I could see that. I think I think I'm I think I'm with you on that. Um, 
And it's so board dependent. I think that that's the big thing. That what, if this has six to face, then great. If it clears some stuff, great. But depending on what the metal looks like, this could just be blah. You know, I mean, you yeah. even think about going up against a token druid, and they were able to flood their board, and then you play this, and then one damage goes to each minion, and they yeah. just or they kill have soul you the forest, and it doesn't do anything anyway. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I think I can go with you on a three on that. There's potential, yeah. but it's very dependent on how how things look in arena. It's probably yeah. a little bit better. It's still dependent. yeah, I think it's better in arena, but yeah. at least it's still it does big, something. It's, it's a minion and a clear, right? So. Yeah. So it's yeah. probably so it's a four probably, there. Yeah, I think it's a four. Like, okay. I think I think the temptation is that, and and we have to recognize when we're doing this is that Demon Hunter by being a new class is naturally going to be pushed like a lot. Yeah, and yeah. so not every card. Er, these are all going to look amazing because they want people to play the class, and because it has to catch up and it has a lot fewer cards than everybody else. So it's mm-hmm. not going to like ev- all the other classes are going to be getting filler cards, and there's no room for filler in Demon Hunter right now. Uh, yeah, so. I think you're right. So we kind of need to be, you know, grading on a curve a little bit, I guess. Um, but it's natural to, like, look at all these and, like, this is all ridiculous. Like, why would I not play every single one of these cards? And the reason is eventually, eventually it stops letting you put cards in your deck. Right, right. <laughs> That's the downside uh, about deck restrictions. But, yeah. So um, moving on to the common spectral site is a two-mana a two mana common spell. Draw a card, outcast, draw another. So a lot of the time this is going to be Ar- Arcane Intellect for two-mana. And um, we would play Arcane Intellect for two mana. I would. Um, yeah. I don't think there's a whole lot else to say about it. I mean, it's going to be strong. like, if, if 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 Arcane Intellect was two mana, you'd play it. So I think that's probably a four. A four. Yeah, I um, I almost want to go higher. We talked about Skull, Skull of Gul'dan. You do, you, you can't put too many, I mean, you can, but there's like a limit to how much card draw you can put in your deck too, right? Like I, think, eventually, I think you... Yeah, you're right. I think you put two of these in there, and you probably put one Skull of Gul'dan. That um, that could be. That could very well be. Because I think that uh, just getting two cards in your hand, whether you need them early on in the game or you just top deck this and are out of cards, great. I have two more I can play. You know, um, I, yeah. four is probably fair. And then in arena, it's probably about the same. I mean, you normally yeah. don't take card draw, or at least too much of it. But I think with Demon Hunter, you're probably going to have more aggressive builds in Arena. And something like this can guarantee you at least that, you, that you're that you not running out of steam uh, against yeah. your... It's, pro- it's probably a three in Arena, I would say. Yeah, I think it's probably a three. I mean, it's it's you take card draw, but like you'd rather just have the cards in your deck to start with. Yeah. But yeah. I, I mean, I think... I. I it's not a five because you're not like this is a very good support card, but you're not building around this, right? No, so. no, yeah, yeah. All right, next is Fell Summoner, six mana, eight attack, three health minion, death rattle, summon a random demon from your hand. So this also goes in the demon deck. Um, it's probably good that Pit Commander can't pull this because that would get a little bit nutty. Um, yeah, but, but this is still is really. Yeah, this is kind of the opposite essentially. So if you're pulling stuff from your deck and pulling stuff from your hand. There's kind of no downside, so I think I think that deck probably starts with two of these and two pick commanders. Um, it's a strong card. I, that health can be dealt with really easily, so it's not crazy. But I think it's probably a good four. Well, you want you want it to die, right? Like that's oh yeah, you don't want true. this yeah, thing yeah, yeah. to be sticking around. You want it to die. That's the well, whole I'm, point of the card. If it sticks around, you do, you do eight to the dome or something else. Like that's not bad either. Well, what what the so basically what the package is doing. It's kind of like, if you think about Bad Luck Albatross, right? Yeah. Where 
you really do want it to die, but what the attack on it is doing is saying, if you live, there's a punish for that. So you can't, sure. it makes it so you can't, so the opponent can't ignore it. And this mm -hmm. is making it so you really can't ignore it because it puts them in, a, in the spot of having to choose between, do I take eight to the face or do I, or do I remove this thing? Right. Um, I, where I don't know. So we've had two cards that are like this, that are basically on opposite ends of the spectrum. One of them is Doomcaller, which is yes. disgusting. Uh -huh. Which is a three four for four that pulls a demon from your hand. The or other is void, coffin crasher, which is which is a uh, void caller. Sorry, what did I say? Uh, Doom caller. I think that's a... Doom call. Oh no, that's that's the Cthulhu card. Yeah. Um, and the other is coffin crasher, which is a six mana six five pull a death rattle from your hand. Mm -hmm. And and coffin crasher, by the way, was printed at at the time when like obsidian statue was was legal and standard. So like there were very powerful um, death rattles that you'd want to pull with it, and uh, Voidcaller saw a ton of play, and Coffin Crasher saw play in Mechathune Priest. Um, so I don't know if it's the cost or the the fact that it's a demon or what. Um, you know, so because the six mana is is a bit of a concern, right? Because it gives your opponent more time to find silences it's a and lot hexes to do, and yeah. Zephyrus. Mm -hmm. And and then that's all you're doing, and you're playing this this minion that doesn't actually do anything on the board. Um, but if the demons are powerful enough that you don't care, then it's fine, right? But like, yeah. if you think about even like how hard it was get, how hard it became to get to like the 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 lackey in in uh, Q block. I mean, I guess that's that's also kind of a similar a similar thing. Like that was once that got nerfed to six mana, that was also a little bit more awkward. But that was a two two, not an eight three. Yeah. Right. So. I don't. I, I need. I don't know what you're pulling, but I would probably go to a four because I feel like if that deck is a thing, once you have demons that are worth pulling from your hand, I don't know if we have them now or we'll get them. Like I feel like this is going to be a powerful effect in that deck specifically. I think there's enough for that deck to be viable. I don't know whether it's tier yeah. three or tier two. I don't think it's tier one, but I, I do think it's going to be a strong deck, and this is going to be critical to that. So I think I think four is fair. In arena, yeah. it's it's just an eight three, and that's not great. Uh, you don't draft eight threes normally, yeah. especially. I mean, you'll have demons. You'll probably have draft demons, but like the demons you're going to be drafting are not going to be worth playing a six drop to try to ch cheat them out of your hand. Yeah, so I think it's probably a two there. Yeah. Um, is this me? This one's you. Yep. Okay, so Crimson Sigil Runner, one mana, two one outcast, draw a card. Uh, yes, this is good. We don't need to talk about this. Like. If you're playing an aggressive deck, like you play, you get to play a one drop that's not embarrassing, and you get to draw a card. You know when you top deck it, like you will do that every time. Like I that's I, yeah. I honestly forgot about this card, and I regret talking so highly about the other draw cards so far. Because <laughs> you're right, there's not much. To, you've just slammed two of these in every aggressive demon yeah, under deck. No, it's, no question. You, yeah, it's a five and constructed in arena. I think it's a five two because um, I think it is. Yeah. It's just it's just strong. Like you don't usually pick novice engineer there, but the two one stats are crazy, and I think you're going to be able to get that outcast more often. Yeah, than not. and and it it usually is not going to preclude you from doing whatever else. Like one man is very easy to fit in. Yeah, cool. You just Next, don't hero power that turn. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Next is Ashtung Battle Lord four mana three five with taunt and life steal. So if Tazdingo had life steal, he'd be good. I think. Lifesteal is such a critical element to Demon Hunter because you're going to be dealing so much damage that having something like this for any kind of control 
oriented demon hunter is is just really really important so i think two of these go in just about any mid-game late-game strategy demon hunter you don't care as much in aggressive demon hunter decks because you're just going face with everything and you're doing that before you die so you don't need a lifesteal but um it's it's good and i think it'll see plenty of play yeah i mean if you're in an aggressive deck you'll play this as a turn four to kind of shore up your to protect your other minions and to heal your face up a little bit because you've probably been running your face into stuff a lot if you're in a slow deck Mm -hmm. then a four mana three five taunt lifesteal like i'd play that in priest as a four drop, oh, yeah. that'd like, be crazy, especially with all these you know, buff mechanics for priests now. Yeah, I mean, again, I probably, I feel like it's probably a four because I could see it dropping yeah. out if there are better cards. Like, I agree. I, I, you know, you're you're never starting with this, but it's probably going to be in the first wave of like the the second round once you yeah. start adding stuff to it. It's going to be a really um, good support card for whatever, you, yeah, for what your strategy is. Yeah, and in arena, it's probably a five. Like, I, yeah. I don't know what else you want from this. Yeah, good cards like, are fives in arena because. Yeah. When when all they depend on are themselves like this, um, you're just in a good place. Yeah. So uh, Immolation Aura is a two mana spell. Uh, deal one damage to all minions twice. Twice. So this is like a two mana Breath of the Infinite. I, I, you know, we need to see, you know, like the the kinds of decks that are going to be relying on minions dying to do stuff off of them. Like you'll probably want this, but if you don't have those types of effects. This is going to wipe out your board in the process. Unless, I mean, if you're a, if you're a a slower deck, you probably want this, but you, you don't you necessarily. Do, yeah. You're not going to want to play this, and you you will want it. I said, yeah. Sorry, I was kind of mumbling my uh, marbling my my words there, but well, I think yeah, you would want you're this underselling it though. It's not just that you're going to run it because you're a slow deck. I think that you want a powerful board clear like this. I mean, two damage isn't a lot, yeah. but if Breath of the Infinite is worth running in Resurrect pre. Priest, if Warpath is running yeah. worth running in Warrior, I think that this is just going to be fine. Like, it's not going to be overwhelmingly good, but it's going to be definitely something that you want. Yeah, I mean, it's it's in a, in a slower deck, absolutely. I think in the faster decks, it's going to need to be in a deck that relies on your minions dying to take advantage yes, of it. Yes, yes. Um, like, you you don't necessarily want this in a deck that where you're just going face a lot, and then you don't have any way to take advantage of your minions dying. Though I think um, that the... But if you do, you do have that, then you will. I think that some of the cards for that deck in Demon Hunter create 1-1s one with Rush, for the most part. So they're yeah. already dying, and you don't necessarily need this. I don't know. It'll... I This, this says to me that it's going to be a later game, or more of a late game card, and you're going to be thankful that it exists, but not dependent on it. So to me, that's a 4, pretty clearly. Yeah, I guess the, what we don't know is, is there a a break in between the two activations for Death Rattles to go off? Oh. Or, or Reborn to happen? Yeah, right? that, I don't that know the answer important. to that. Mm-hmm. Because, like, if if this is, you can get every all the all the Reborns down to one and then this clears it, that's a much bigger deal. Well, yeah, this probably... But I don't think it affects the score, but I think it's good to know. It probably works like Earthquake for Shaman that deals five damage to all minions and then two damage to all minions, right? Well, that um, says do five damage, then two damage. Ah, uh, you're right. Yeah. Right? Because, like, you do have, like, when, like, if you think about how, like, the, the quest Starfall works, right? That's mm-hmm. doing... Two damage and five damage, but it's doing it all as part of one action. Yeah. So then the death rattles don't trigger in between. No, that's so. That's I think true, we need yeah. to understand how that works. I think I think you want to understand how this works before you start using it in ranked games. But yeah. I, I think that I don't think that affects the score at all. What about in arena? But I think yeah, it's a four in arena. It's probably a four also. Like it's yeah. a good board clear, but it's gonna fall off pretty quickly. Yeah. I think that's fair. 
And last but certainly not least, Netherwalker is a two-mana 2-2 minion. Battlecry, discover a demon. The pool of demons is pretty small here. And it seems like for a demon deck, having something early to play, especially for the big demon, having something early to play that just establishes something on board, because these stats are okay. They're not great, but they're okay. Um, This is kind of what you want, especially along with that uh, death rattle... Um, pull a demon from your hand. The Ashtung Battle Lord, is that right? No, the No, the um, Pit Commander? Fell Summoner. Fell Summoner. No, the Pit Commander's from your deck, right? The yeah, the fe- uh Fell Summoner gosh, out these, of your hand. These cards. Yeah. You can tell how, how used to these cards we are. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I think that this is a great early game minion that sort of lets you fill out your gap. If you don't have something to play early and you're against an aggressive deck, just get a demon that can kind of fit. There's that neutral uh, two four that we'll talk about later, um, or or you can get something that's going to you know synergize with that late game if this really looks like it's going to be a controlled matchup. So I think I think this is a strong deck and it's good or a strong card. Excuse I, me. I I mean I guess the one thing that's kind of like I look at this and I'm like, well yeah, this is fine. It will probably see play now, and I think it will probably not see play after we get another 135 cards. Right, because um, like, yeah, that's look at how many, fo- look at how many fours and fives we've just gone through. Right, like yes, we just went through all the cards. Yeah. We didn't even mm-hmm. talk about like the initiate set. We didn't talk about the, the basic set. Right. But just going through these cards that are coming in, how many fours and fives we have, and again, mm-hmm. there's a limited number of cards you can put in your deck. So like, I can see this being in the big dra- demon list at you know for this set, and I can see it very quickly falling out once we get more cards. It also screams Highlander deck, right? That's true, yeah. I mean, these kinds of cards always find their way into Highlander decks. So I I think that I, I think that you're right as far as cards that are going to take advantage of things, but the flexibility of being able to get what you need is probably going to make this just an easy pick for that. Um, yeah, so but by the time that we can build Highlander decks, we're going to have more demons in the pool that are going to be deleting I, I, I think, think you're going to be... I don't, think you, I, I don't think you can do Highlander yet. I think that the Highlander is going to be a stretch... Just given how few cards Demon Hunter is going to have still compared to the rest of the classes. Uh-huh. But I think that you will be able to build Highlander eventually. But at that point, there will be more demons in the pool and this is going to be worse. That's and they're also fair... neutral demons. They're also neutral demons that are not part of this, that are not part of Warlock, uh-huh. that are right. pretty bad. Yeah, that's fair. That That is a fair argument to make, but I want to go on record disagreeing with you. I think Highlander Demon Hunter okay. will be viable right out the gates. Um, because because okay. there's enough strong cards here that I think are are going to justify that. So I'll go down to a three if you really want to on this. Because yeah, I think I, I think I mean I think something has to be like we haven't rated anything below a three. <laughs> that's right? true. So uh, like other than arena, this is yeah. like like we are in we are in like high school English class grading <laughs> on a curve right now. So this is a compared to okay, the cards okay. that we've just talked about. This has to be a three. If this was printed in like. In, in like, um, Shaman, we'd probably give it a five, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, but, like, in, in with the cards that we just got, I think this has to be a three. Okay, but I think okay. it's probably better in Arena. It's probably a four in Arena. Yeah, I think that that's, uh, that that's fair, too. Okay, well, we made it through the new class, and we're really going to have to put on the gas for everything else, pretty much. So, yeah. um, uh, let's go ahead and start off with the Prime. Oh, so Demon Hunter doesn't have a Prime, do they? I didn't realize that. Um, no, they don't. Apparently not. I, 
So I guess they're the one class to not get one. But Steve, why don't you okay. go ahead and or do you want me to pronounce this one? Because that that's go, not really you, fair. You go ahead. Me. I'll have to learn it for casting. Okay, but you go ahead now. <laughs> it's the Archspore Meshiffin, a uh, three mana three four with taunt and death rattle. Shuffle Meshiffin Prime into your deck, which I forgot to get up uh, beforehand. So yeah, that's my fault. No, so well, I, I have it. So. Well, I have it once my browser stops being a pain in the ass. But, um... Nope, my browser just, just froze, so that's fantastic. I, I believe it's a 9-9 with either Rush or Taunt. It's choose oh, one. Oh, that's right. Okay. So it's I've a got nine, it here. It's a 9-mana 9-9. 10-mana 9-9 with Taunt. Oh, and choose yeah. one, summon a 9-9 Fungal Giant with Taunt or Rush. So that's two 9-9s yeah. for 10-mana. One of them always has Taunt. The other one you can choose to have either Taunt or Rush. Um, that's a, that's a lot of stats. I mean, oh, I didn't even understand that that was what it was happening. Okay, that's yeah. even oh, that's even scarier than that's what my I thought understanding. it was. I so, thought it was just I thought it was just giving it to itself. I didn't even realize that it was summoning a cop, summoning yes. another one. It's summoning yeah. another one. So if if you're playing this in Questerud, because that's <laughs> probably people's questions, you will get a nine nine with taunt and another nine nine with taunt and rush. So. I, you remember the three mana three four beast in Warrior that had taunt um, the monkey? I can't remember oh, yeah, yeah. its name. Yeah, but that, uh, fierce, fierce, fierce monkey, I think. Yeah, something like that. It, it was perfectly fine on its own as a card, and yeah. so for for this to shuffle a huge uh, guy into your deck is just crazy. And the fact that that copy is going to either have rush or taunt means that if you're ahead, then you've got two nine nines that your opponent just has to deal with, or you can deal nine damage to something immediately which is a really big deal that is so much damage that you can pretty much uh, reliably take care of anything um this is a good prime i yeah. i see very little downside to running this card in just about any any druid deck token deck yeah uh, it may be a little slow for that but i really pretty much anything else like this is just a lot of stats yeah, I don't know if you run it in token, but in in Biggin, you you sure you you absolutely oh, run it. Oh, why not? Yeah, and mm-hmm. and in Quest, I think you run it because Quest it fits in that that Wardruid Lodi slot mm, um, yeah. that we're yeah. losing because mm-hmm. Wardruid Lodi, you're basically playing as a removal. This is going to take a little bit longer to get out, but the fact you're getting a nine nine with taunt and then you get to get a nine damage removal that also will have taunt if it lives in Quest Druid. Like I mm-hmm. think you're going to play that there. Um, yeah, I. I I have a hard like uh, unless you're specifically playing token, this seems too good to not put into whatever deck. I don't I don't know if it's a five, just because I don't think you ever start with it. But I think that you're going to you're going to work this into a lot of decks. Well, it so the only other way of explaining a five is that it just goes in every deck, sort of like Metamorphosis. Yeah. And I I'm not totally convinced that this just goes in in pretty much every deck, so I, I think I can go to a four on it with you. Yeah, because um, I mean, the, ten mana is still even in Druid. Ten mana can be hard. Like this is yes, yes. going to be do a lot for you on ten mana, but sometimes it's going to be that's not going to be enough. And and taking that, you know, putting that in, you know playing that ten mana card may not maybe a little bit too awkward so yeah i i feel like it's a four just to be on the safe side but i think it's going to be very good and it's going to see a lot of play yeah we could be wrong it could just be an auto include yeah. in everything I it, it might that. it probably will be i mean a lot of the primes are pretty easy to slot in because they're one card slot and they're yeah. i mean and if there's any highlander deck it's just going to go in because why wouldn't you sure yeah. um 
So, oh gosh, and with you, with um with uh what's her face Elise, uh, with Star Seeker Elise. Um, yeah. If you get two of the front end or two of the back end, it doesn't matter. Like both of those are really really strong. So yeah, it's, yeah. I yeah, think two of the back end though, could be a little bit could be a little bit awkward just because it's of a lot. Having yeah. to pay ten mana like just to yeah. do that, but. Yeah, I mean, you're still getting two minions for for ten mana, so you generally will do that. I mean, that's like if you think about like like what you typically get from like a Dragon Queen Alexstrasza, right? Mm-hmm. Where sure, you're, sure. you're 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 usually playing all three of those, but the stats probably add up to the to these two. So and you play that all the time, right? So yeah, yeah I could see it. Um, Yisiel Windsinger. Wait, in arena, uh, it's probably a five. Oh, a, Is that in arena? It's got to be a five. A three four. I think ta- you a three mana three four this, taunt. Yeah. You would just draft it anyway. And then yeah. you get the back half. So, yeah, Pretty I think, much you, all would, these I think you would take that every time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Yisiel Windsinger is a 9-mana 5-5 five, five minion, legendary minion. Your spells cost 1. So, we all remember Aviana. You probably Actually, we probably <laughs> don't because that was ancient history. That was the Grand um, Tournament? Is that right? Yes, that was wow. the Grand Tournament. That was a while ago. Um, and this card was... Tr- and, and Aviana was 9 mana 5-5, five, five, your, your minions cost 1. And that was trash until it wasn't. Um, <laughs> until they printed Coon bro- the Forgotten and, King. Yeah, and then it was broken. Yeah. Um, I don't know how you break this. Um, in Wild, it's probably broken already. Just because you have you have things like, um, like Kael'thas and... Um, and you have like, and being able to play like a one mana, um, ultimate infestation after dropping a, a five, five is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know what you do with it. Like this is the, this is the kind of card that is either going to be broken or it's never, ever, ever going to see play. And I'm not yeah. sure which one it is. Well, cause right now there's not a lot to do with it, right? It's kind of interesting, but it gets killed immediately if your opponent has any way to deal with it. Um, the way that you break it is you do exactly the same thing you did with Kuhn. You print any spell. It can be a 500 mana spell that reads refresh your mana crystals. And then all of a sudden you've got, you've got a game going with that. So until that, if that's printed, then this becomes a five, but until that happens, this is probably more along the lines of a two, honestly. So you can do that in quest Druid with, right? Because with nourish, you just get two, though. Well, you that. get two. That's two. That's two more spells, right? Okay, yeah, that's true. So that's true. I don't know if that's good enough because, like, you have to be able to do something with those other two spells. But being yeah. able to to play that's a five something. five and then and then draw three cards and then hit an oasis and and you know play something else and it's Starfall. Like that, that could be sounds enough. like no, a swing right. turn. You're right. But I don't know how often that's going to happen and if it's worth putting this card in your deck. But there are some slots open in Quest Druid now. So okay. I don't. that's why I'm willing to go up to a three on this because I, I feel like there's right. already yeah. kind of an edge case. And I don't know if that's good enough, but I feel like it's not as as much of a reach as something like Aviana would have been at the time that it was printed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think you're right about that. In Arena, I don't think you ever choose this. Though. It's a one. Yeah, it's a one. Like you can find better legendaries. This is bad even for legendary. This this is going to be my new example when we're talking about drafting legendaries. Uh-huh. That why they're what this is. These are the kinds of things you're going to be offered, right? Because yeah. this is this is the kind of thing that's going to be up against whatever you're picking. Yeah. At least in druid, and you would you would take whatever if it's a reasonable minion. Yep. 
Okay, next here is Marsh Hydra, 7 mana, 7 7 epic beast with rush. After this attacks, add a random 8 cost minion to your hand. I don't know why I have such an affinity for these weird big beast cards. Because Just Hydra specifically. Like, you I have am, a thing Hydra's for Hydra's. Also, yes, that's we true. need to get you playing Diablo. There's like a Hydra build in Diablo hey, now. You can get I, into that. Maybe that's why I'm doing okay with, uh, with Battlegrounds, because Cave Hydra finally has had its day in there. Um... I I like this card, and I think that's just because of whatever weird bias I have towards these kinds of cards. Yeah. But I, I keep wondering in my head, like, do I really want an 8-cost minion? And I think I, I'm honestly going to pull up all the 8-cost minions that are going to be um, yeah. uh, standard They're relevant. Not, I think I looked at the pool. Oh, no, I have a link. In, in, I, I, did a, I think I did a link in the—I um, think that's what this is. There's a link in the spreadsheet because I did that already. Okay. So I brought I I made a link to the play Hearthstone card builder of all the ones that are that are eight mana now. Unfortunately, they haven't rotated out the ones that are rotating out next week. Mm-hmm. So there are a couple that are like your like your boy Splintercraft that oh, course, are yes. um, that if are going only. out. But if only like on average, it's not a bad pool. I would say that probably like Natalie Celine and. Um, Natalie Celine and uh, Rexar's dad are probably the worst out of the pool, but the the rest of the pool is like on average you're probably going to be getting about eight eights worth of stats. Like we just talked about um, about two of the demons, uh, two of the demon hunter cards that you would want: Hulking Overfiend and Coil fin- Coil Fang Warlord. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Iron Bark Protector and Lucent Bark, both are fine. Leorox is bad. Malacras goes away. Um, Tortolan Pilgrim is bad. Mana Giants and 8 that's fine. You can get a Tyrion. But you can also get, like, um, Deathwing Mad Aspect or Twin yeah. Tyrant or Murazond. Like, there are actually some really crazy cards that you can get. Octasari? You want an Octasari? <laughs> yeah. I mean, but you don't I, have to play it, right? Like, like if you get if you get sure, a if sure. you get a piece of crap, right? Like, let's let's say that I mean, even like Tortolan Pilgrim actually isn't bad. I've I've for some reason I had in my head summon but you're playing it you're playing it from hand mm-hmm. right so yeah. like be even leorox might be okay in the right deck right like if you have beasts in there i'm like if you, sure, you get to yeah. play a five yep. five and summon both wing guardians from your hand i will do that and don't forget about your like, girl katrina muerte i mean you can get that yeah i walking fountain there are actually some really good cards you can get so and, i think and you're playing this in a big and druid right like that's the only deck yeah you're i playing. think so yeah unless there's a deck we don't know yet right well let's say the decks that we know about based on the cards that we know like you're playing this in a deck that runs breath of dreams let's put it that way Mm -hmm. and and probably embiggen and or strength of numbers right so strength with strength in numbers this is this is stupid right like you're playing another minion you're summoning this out from strength in numbers and then you're you're rushing into something and adding an eight drop to your hand to be able to play the next turn like yes sign me up like you I'm, know, I'm all you know for what that. this actually reminds me of is a Monty Warbear, and there were decks that just played that. But you get the or, or, upside. Um, no, not a no. You know what the the it, um what's his face the the oh the, the dinosaur the Ungasta. dinosaur with overkill. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's what that's what this reminds me of. Okay, so extent. this is a this is a four at least. Then it, I'm yeah, talking myself so. way up into this. Uh, and in arena, yeah. it it actually might be a five. Like just the fact that you I get think something. Is. Um, it doesn't really matter, like, because there aren't any huge whiffs. Like, Heroic Innkeeper might be one of the smaller one, or worse ones, but um, 
I, I don't think you're upset with just getting a roll of something into your hand. Like again, when we when we're looking at rush minions, right? Like uh-huh. this is a deal seven damage to a minion, summon a seven whatever minion, a seven whatever beast, add an eight drop to your hand. Would you play that card? I would play that card in I'm arena. Something big in I would play that card yep. all day. <laughs> Hydras are fine, especially in a, in a in a especially in a class like a like druid that doesn't have great hard removal, like. Mm-hmm. This is this is going to be played. I think you're going to draft that a yeah. lot. Yeah. All right. So, um, Glowfly Swarm is a five mana spell. Uh, summon a two two Glowfly for each spell in your hand. So, Whispering Woods is going out, is rotating out. This mm-hmm. is coming in. It's it's Whispering Woods, but bad basically because it doesn't count every card, only the spells in your hand. So, if you're if you're doing a more of a spell based token druid, like this will work, but it's not even going to give you. Like it's not you're not even gonna get like seven out of this a lot of the time. You're probably gonna get like two to three, oh, no. maybe four. The um, question then becomes: to- Is that worth it? In, in token druid, now you pro- if you're playing token druid, you probably have to, yeah. just because there's not there's not a whole lot of other like you need to fill that deck somehow, and I think you need to play this card to fill it. Um, but it's not going to be as good as Whispering Woods, and Whispering Woods no, isn't no. even good enough to be played right now. But the two two minions are are much better than the one ones, and I they think are. that if you if you can reliably get three off of this, I think it's worth it because at that point it's force of nature, which is finding plenty of play. Yep. Um, yeah. So I think if I, it it depends on how this actually plays out. I think though that you're going to be able to get that pretty reliably. I probably wouldn't go higher than a three on it still, but I think yeah. it's going to find its its place in a weird deck and then the question becomes is that really worth it to build your deck with more spells rather than minions yeah. uh, and i don't know that it's going to be so i i think a three is probably right for this and in arena it's, yeah it's not great. it's a two you're not gonna I, draft that many spells it's worth mentioning this will this will proc um both garden gnome and anubisaf defender whereas yeah, whispering woods yep. wouldn't so mm-hmm. that is that is relevant because those are both played in Token Druid as they are now. So that gives yeah. it a point. I, I don't think that that changes the math on it or the the score on it significantly. Yeah, but yeah, I think but that does that is something that it has going for it. That's what you should be thinking about. I think it's honestly a one in Arena because of how few spells you pick. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't see. I don't I mean, see you, myself. You, can't, you do get offered more now, but yeah, I think it's probably like you have to have a very specific deck to draft. Yes. Yeah. Right next is Fungal Fortunes. Two mana, spell, draw three cards, discard any minions drawn. So this goes in the same deck as Glowfly Swarm uh, because it's like Book of Spectres only minions instead of spells. But this deck is not a thing right now. I think it could be by the end of the year, like with plenty of other spells. And maybe UCL is like the only uh, minion that you have with like one or two others or something. Um, I'm not seeing it right now, though. And I think that... the like. I don't know. I go back and forth because Book of Specters ended up being something, and I don't think I, I don't think many people saw that being a thing. So um, it's probably not higher than a three in my book, and I I think it's much lower right out the gates. Okay, so I, I crafted I, I theory crafted a token druid. I didn't okay. put this in here, and and now I'm thinking I probably should have. But so, and because there are some cards in here that just ought not to be in here now that I'm looking at it, but it's like. The the minions that you're running in a token druid are like Acorn Bearer, Shrubadier, Garden Gnome, um, Anubisath Defender, Goru, and like I put Scenarius and Shuma, and I don't know if they if either of those really belong in the deck or not. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. But like 
how in a token druid when you're looking for savage roar how upset are you if you just if you discard those i'm not very upset about that at all yeah right so i think specifically in a token druid i think this is along with aeroponics will help you cycle through your deck and by the time that you're playing this card because you're you're going to play aeroponics first if you can i can see that yeah Mm -hmm. and and by the time that you're willing to that that you have time to draw you don't care about those minions anymore. You want the spells that are going to generate more tokens on board. Yeah. So I think in I don't think it goes higher than a three. I don't think it's I, th- I don't think it's fantastic, but I think it has situational use in token druid. Well, and you're you're right. The most important thing that you said was is that you're more concerned about the spells than the minions. So right. So discard, and I think with Highlander Mage running Book of Specters right now, it's the same thing. Like, yeah, you're yeah. upset if you discard Luna's Pocket Galaxy, but you're more upset if you discard like Caligos or or something like that. So, yeah, I think three's yeah. right. In Arena, don't pick this. Um, no, don't, you don't. Don't do that. You don't have enough spells. Is it a zero in Arena? I think it might be. Uh, I think it probably is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, germ germination is a card that decided to not show the art for some reason. So I'm going to click through to the... <laughs> to the uh... So Germination is a four-mana spell. Summon a copy of a friendly minion. Give the copy taunt. So, I mean, in an Embiggen Druid, where you have minions that you can target, this would be something that you would want, right? Like, does does, does strength in numbers say... It's best to spend mana on minions, right? So this wouldn't trigger yes, it. Yes, it does. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, if you're playing, say, Ysera Unleashed, which I think you might start to, right? And then the next turn that lives and you can make a copy of that and give it taunt, like, you're very happy, right? For four or, mana, or that's a lot like, of stats, yeah. Or even if you can get, like, like there are a lot of times where you'll play Oasis Surge or you'll get two 5-5s. Five if you can get a third rushing 5-5 five five and make it a taunt, like you would do that, right? So I could see it in an Embiggen Druid specifically. I don't know that you play it anywhere else. Like, Quest Druid, I don't think, wants this. Token no. Druid really doesn't want this. That's way too expensive for Token Druid. But Embiggen, yeah. I could absolutely see it. It's a question of if you really need it, though, because I think Embiggen Druid does a lot already. And maybe you put one of these in here. I mean, I'm thinking about the cards we've already talked about with Marsh Hydra. Get another one of those, and immediately it attacks, and you get an 8-mana yeah. something, or a Mishifin. Like, I'll take another Mishifin, even though it already has yeah. done. Like, sure. I, um, I mean, like, there are greedy lists that run Witching Hour right now, right? And the, yeah. this seems oh, like that, was, that would so replace mad. it. <laughs> oh, they make, me, they make me incredibly upset. But I, I could yeah. see that, like, you could slot this in for Witching Hour and, and be yeah. perfectly happy with it. Because that's it's, rotating. It's out, not yeah. super broken, because you can't... The ones that you really want to tar- target with this, you can't target yourself either. But right. um, but I, I could see it. Yeah, I think a four is fair. But it's probably a three. That's probably a three. Oh, you think it's I, three? I, I'm, I, like, I'm, ha- I'm having I'm having to argue myself up to it, which means that it's probably a three. Okay. All right. In arena, it's probably a little worse because it requires you have something good on the board. Um, yeah. I think it's probably a two there. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Next up is Ironbark. Two mana. Spell. Give a minion plus one plus three and taunt. But this costs zero mana if you have at least seven mana crystals. Uh, this card does not matter other than the fact that it can cost zero. Because right. cards get crazy when they cost zero. And so Kael'thas Sunstrider is the really easy example of why this card could potentially man- matter. 
Um, because you just cycle this and another zero cost spell, which there's one more we'll talk about in a second. Uh, and then you can do something insane after that. Or yeah. um, you can play this along with Gadgets and Auctioneer and get to the end of your deck or get to your win condition. So um, the stats on their own really don't matter. I don't think you play this in any other deck other than something that's going crazy. And I, I wonder if you play this in Quest Druid. Like, there's... Nah. It's probably not good enough. No. It's probably not good enough, but I'm just thinking of, like, there are enough times that you will play a nourish and then need to dump and then need to dump your hand and be able being able to get that out of your hand might be I, I don't I'm 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 like yelling at myself as I'm even saying the sentence so that's probably <laughs> means that it's a bad idea but yeah I think that unless you're doing some sort of Kalefoss Gadgetzan auctioneer nonsense I and and there could be a deck like that right like they I don't think these two cards are going to do it but you also do have moonfire you have innervate you have um, you have enough uh, enough there that you can hard cycle if you want to. I think the fact that we lost Acolyte makes that a little bit harder because yeah, typically, yeah. like the draw engine for that deck early was was Wild Pyromancer and Acolyte, mm-hmm. and taking Acolyte out of standard will make that a lot harder. Um, like, and also the fact that you don't like we don't really have a win condition for that now that Mechathune is going away. Like it used to yeah. be. Like I remember this time last year playing Mechathune Druid in standard and 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 you know going in with gadgets and nonsense and stuff like that well we do have um, uh nomi uh which i don't think that'll be yeah. a thing but it is it is a late game win condition at least i will also say well, it's that not because... it's not a thing because floop is going away right because like the, the whole uh, thing with yeah nomi that was is that you deal. can play a second yeah. one and usually when you yeah. can only do one wave of nomi that's not good enough that's true um well, you play Ysera and you get um, whatever the zero mana yeah. uh, return of Minotaur. I have that happen to me once. I will never forget that. The only <laughs> other thing to say about this card, the taunt is relevant for the decks we're talking about. Because if you have Kael'thas or Gadgetstan Auctioneer on board and you play this, you can target something else to protect that minion that's really important. So I, right. I think it's still probably no better than a three, but... Um, I think it's a three. This, I, I, this will definitely I'm, I'm a little scared of this card, but I don't see a use case for it yet. So that's where yeah. I'm going in at the three. In, in arena, arena, it's probably it's prob- a two. Yeah, I think two's fair. All right, this one's you. All right. Um, so Imprisoned Seder. I think it's Seder, right? Is it Seder yeah, or Sad? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not... I, I, you know, this is where my lack of Warcraft lore, like... <laughs> You're good. Me. I think Seder is right. Um, so Imprisoned Seder is a three mana three three demon. So here's another random demon that were that that can come out of that other thing. By the way, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, dormant for two turns. When this awakens, reduce the cost of a random minion in your hand by five. So this is this is I don't know what the hell to do with this. Like I know well I know what to do with this. I, I play Mali combo things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You play Maligos, but I guess the the thing is like how awkward is this going to be to play, right? Because like the problem with Maligos, like we have this this effect sort of with um uh with the the flower girl, what the hell is the name of it? Um Dream Petal Florist. Thank you. Why why can why is it that I can remember all these cards when I'm playing them and like when I, when we have to talk about them I can never remember the names. So You're Dream Petal Florist we have this now and even like being able to get Dream Petal Florist to hit the minion that you want to hit when it's activating at the end of your turn is really awkward without with, without having to deal with two two draws in between the draw that um in between the draw the the time, turn that you play this 
and the turn that it wakes up. Now, what I don't know is, does this wake up before you draw your card? Before you draw that's the a, card? That's actually really important. Because... Um, probably. I think so. Yeah. Because, like, that draw can mess everything up, right? Like, yeah. if it if it woke up before your draw step, then you could craft your hand in such a way that you could get it to hit what you want. Right. That right. extra draw step is going to, is going to bite you no matter how hard you try sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, there, Maligos Druid has been a deck that's been with us and it relies on getting Maligos or like a lease or something to be cheaper and is going to be even more important now that you don't have Floop as a backup plan. Mm-hmm. So, I think that this will see some sort of play, but I have no idea how awkward it's going to be to get it to do what you want it to do. Yeah. I think it's going to be a little bit better than you think. Uh, like, easier to um, uh, to manipulate. But, yeah. uh, in Dream Petal Florist, you just played because it allowed you to make Maligos cheaper, you know? So, yeah. I, think, I think there's potential here, Um but it's only going to be played in that kind of deck. I don't know. Maybe maybe the tempo is worth it in like a in a tempo style druid deck or something. I just don't um, see that happening. I mean, the only one that you would play this in would be in Biggin, and you really don't want this to come off of strength in numbers. No, 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 no. Yeah. So I I think it's probably a three. Um, there's potential yeah. here, but it's not. Uh, it's not clearly yeah. just really good. In Arena, it's a two because you're yeah. investing in the future and it's okay. A lot of these dormant minions have insane stats, and this is obviously just okay stats. Like it's a, it's below. And by average, the time so. that that goes off and it and it discounts the thing, you could probably just play it pay it for full, play it yeah. for full price anyway. Yeah, exactly. Next is Bog Beam, three mana spell, deal three damage to a minion, costs zero mana if you have at least seven mana crystals. I mean, this is just everything we said about Iron Bark is true here. Dealing damage is nice. It's a free wrath, essentially. It's easier to play it, right? Because you don't need yeah. a board. That's that's yeah. the difference. Um, and and maybe this is the one that does fit into Quest Druid for that reason, right? Like, if, especially if you're playing Kael'thas in Quest Druid, which a lot of them are now. Okay. Like, I I could see this, right? Because it's a lot easier to, to do three damage to a minion than to buff a minion. Because like That's you're never fair, having, yeah, having right? to buff your opponent's minion. So so like in a Kael'thas quest druid, I could see you running these because and and you just sometimes you just need cheap removal anyway. Mm-hmm. So like you could play it before like the way that you play Wrath because sometimes you would want to you would want to play the play the Wrath for the card draw and mm-hmm. you might just use this on three if you just need to get rid of a minion that's going to be problematic later. Yeah, I think that I think so, it's probably a four. It's a it's yeah, a little so. bit better. In arena, yeah. I mean, it's you might even you, you might even play it in Embiggen just because you have Breath of Dreams and stuff. Sure, like yeah. you might want it. I don't know. In arena, it's probably also a three. Just doing three damage to a minion yeah. for three is fine, right? Yeah, I think I think that's right. And then Overgrowth is a pretty simple card. That <laughs> is four mana, gain two empty mana crystals. So there you go. If you if you need to ramp. You can ramp now. We never like until we had ultimate infestation. We did not. We we had nourish available at five mana, and we never played it for mana. Right, four mana is a little bit late to be ramping. You know, unless you're unless you're do. I mean, you you play nourish in quest druid because it ramps and draws you three cards for three mana. Right, right? and the and the crystals are permanent. So that's a that's an an outlier. Like we never really wanted to like we would play what was that there was like the three three um in like wrath in like old gods 
that um, would you, it, it was like choose one, give yourself an, a mana crystal or summon a 2-2. Um, that was something that we would play. But four mana, I mean, if you need the mana, if you need to ramp that hard, you will play this card. If you don't, then you're not going to play this. But yeah. in certain decks, this will be critical. I think it's fine. It's probably I think three it's fine. constructed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and it's a one in arena. Like you don't, don't I don't think you it. need to ramp this badly in arena. Usually, no. like you don't, like you, you have to have a really, a really, you don't take wild growth unless you have a real big reason to take it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So on to hunter. On to hunter. Now, this one's you here. I'll let you take. Okay. This, so uh, Zixor, Zixor Apex Predator is a card that. Our friend Sadisi, the Hunter Master, has not been able to stop talking about since the reveal. <laughs> um, which is a 3-mana 2-4 Rush Beast. Death Rattle, Shuffle, Zixor Prime into your deck. And Zixor Prime is, I believe it's 8-mana? It's an 8-mana 4-4 um, four, four Beast. Rush, four. Battle Cry, Summon 3 copies of this minion. So that's 4-4-4s four, four, so, with Rush. So that's 16-16 16, 16 worth of rushing stats for 8-mana. Like, Goodness. Yeah. Yeah. And and there are things that in in Hunter that will buff your minions if you draw them, it will buff them in your mm-hmm. hand. Yeah. It will do a lot of things. Um this I, I mean first of all a 2/4 rush early is fine. You get you probably get to remove a minion and then have another minion left over because it's probably not going to die from that. And then the back half of this is like bananas nutso. Um I mean if you think about just like how impactful like faceless corruptor is and then get two of those two sets of those without having to have a board before it for eight mana like you would play that all day um it's certainly highlander hunter you're gonna play this like no question there's probably a beast hunter that that you can piece together that will get this to happen also and Mm -hmm. i mean if you can do things like copy the death rattle and get more of these in your deck like good night yeah i i i don't see what what hunter you would not even in a even in a quest hunter like this yeah. is good yeah right like that's four, four ticks of the quest or it's yeah. or it's or it's four rushing six fours either way so i i don't see a, a hunter that you don't want this in i agree and to me that's a five <laughs> yeah i agree uh and in arena probably is too honestly because yeah it, like you i mean you're, you're in arena with the primes you're drafting the front half and then if you get the back mm-hmm. half it's a bonus but the front half yeah. is fine like you would draft the front fine. half yep. and again it's it's going to be this or like yesio when you know Winsinger or whatever the hell her name is right like <laughs> right she's like, that's now. what this is going to be up against <laughs> yeah. right so like if that's the case like you're going to take that every time yeah all right, next is also going to fit into those beast hunters. Augmented Porcupine is a 3-mana 2-4 epic beast. Death Rattle, deal this minion's attack damage randomly split among all enemies. So if this is a 3-mana 2-4, which is fine stat-wise, like it's not really what you want, uh, and then it deals 2 damage split, that's okay. That's like it's, I would say it's like barely above average with that. But the fact that you can buff this with Houndmaster and give it Taunt, and then it's a 4-6... And it deals four damage upon its death. That's crazy. And like the fact that you just have that easy curve like tells me that there's a lot of potential. Not to mention the other death rattle synergies we're getting with this set. Uh, the secret we'll talk about in a second. Like there's a lot of easy ways I think to take yeah. advantage of this. And the baseline is uh, is okay. Yeah, I'm I'm coming around on this card. If, when I first saw it, I thought it was hot garbage, and then. Like I, I've seen some of the synergies and it makes a little bit more sense and I could see how it could be annoying. Like I, I guess 
pretty much if you're playing a beast hunter anyway like there are not a lot of beasts to choose from right now so you're gonna mm -hmm. have to play this anyway yeah. so it's gonna see play in that kind of a deck just because like the the pickings are very slim we got almost no i don't even know if we got any neutral beasts if we did we got no we got one we got the um the 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 scorp the scorpid the burrowing scorpid that's like the only neutral beast we got so you're gonna have to play this anyway and if you're buffing it and then using that to to clear off things and 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 you know you can copy the death rattle and stuff like that like i could see it um i don't know if it's gonna be as bananas in practice as as that like it's gonna take some work to get it to do anything of note but it will sometimes and it just takes one. I don't know if I'm at a three or a four on this, though. I, I, I started it's a out with definite two. four. Yeah, it's okay. a definite. I'll, I'll four, defer to you on that. It's easy to manipulate, and you're going to run those kinds of cards in this deck. I think. So okay. in a, in arena, it's probably a three. Yeah, like getting so. those buffs isn't going to be tough, and it's fine on its own. It's probably a three with some upside because I, like, I think that mo assume, more. Often assume than you're not, never buffing it. Assume you're never buffing it, right? Like, I don't let's know. say that it, it is like, like for arena purposes, it is what's on the card, right? You're doing, you're getting you a have three to mana two four though, beast, yeah. and you're and you're gonna get two damage when it dies. That's fine. You'll you'll draft yeah. that. Yeah. You don't need to. Think, you don't need to make. It, you don't need to go go off the deep end with this. Like, no. you'll take it just because that's a good three drop. Speaking of going off the deep end, Steve, tell us about Nagra yes. Slam. <laughs> yeah. So Nagram Nagram Slam is a ten mana spell. Summon four three five cleft hoofs that attack random enemies. Um, those can go face. Yes, they can. Um, <laughs> I I really struggle with this one because it feels like this is maybe in a Highlander list you're going to run one of these. Um, I I don't I don't see when Hunter's going to pay ten mana for this and not have it be guaranteed lethal, right? Like, this is a card that is either going to be game-ending or it's going to be fairly inconsequential. And when you're doing, when you're using it not for lethal, it's going to, it's going, it's going to be very disappointing a lot of the time because some of those are going to go face when you don't want them to or they're going to go into the wrong target. So, like, I don't know what to do with this, but it feels, it feels like a card that will get run in Highlander Hunter and might get cut. I, it's a win condition, so it's like it's sort of the new yog for Hunter because it can it can make unwinnable situations okay, you know, or it can, or it can just get you right across the the way. So I think in a Highlander Hunter, you always put this in. Um, yeah, and you I probably think, do. But I think in Beast Hunter lists, it's fine, uh, and you're you're okay with developing th four three fives. Granted, they do something, which I think more often than not. They're going to do something favorable for you. They're, unlike Yogg, there's no potential of downside here outside of some really weird, you know, uh, corner cases or something. So it's really expensive. It takes up your entire turn. Um, but I think I think most of the time it's good enough to run and it's good enough to play. Yeah, I mean, I don't see it outside of a, maybe in a Beast Hunter, maybe. But it seems like... Beast Hunter's probably going to want to end the game before that, the way that it's going to be built. Like, I don't think Beast Hunter's in it for the long haul, like it used to be. No, like, Dire Frenzy's fair, not, yeah. not a thing anymore, right? Yeah. Like, you don't have Dire Frenzy, you don't have Zul'jin. Like, you're not you're not in it for the long haul. You're looking to, to make a big hyena and kill somebody, right? Like, you're not think, you're not really yeah. going to be able to, to, to stick it out for long enough to make this matter. 
It's probably um, a yeah, three and, on and its own. A Highlander own. Hunter, you could... Yeah, I think it's a three on its own. I, I think that it's it's very expensive and it might get caught. But I, I definitely will see it... Exper- I think we'll see it experimented with in Highlander Hunter to start with. And, and in I, Arena... I think it's a little better. I think it's a four in Arena because you're establishing the board. You're attacking and trading into stuff. Like, you're not, like, super excited to see this necessarily, but... You're usually getting like just vanilla minions on the top end. So you would take that statue that's a 10 mana 10 10 with taunt, you know? But I would much rather have this yeah. that does something immediately and probably develops my board. Do you want to be getting to 10 mana as a hunter in arena? I guess is the You're, question. It's going to happen. And if my if my top yeah. end isn't very heavy already, then I'll yeah, I would take this above other other comparable yeah. things. Okay. You know? I mean, it's probably a three. I mean, it's, it, yeah, I think it's probably a three. Like, you'll take it sometimes. It's probably better than some alternatives. Okay, I, I guess that is probably closer to a three by definition, even if I'm a little yeah. higher on it. Okay. Uh, next next is Machnathal Lion, a four mana 5-2 beast with Rush and Battlecry. Choose a friendly minion, gain a copy of its death rattle. If you don't understand how this card is so scary then i yeah. like this is a textbook example of a scary card as long as yeah. there are any good death rattles this can trigger itself 99 times out of 100 in games right because the health is so low it can attack into something so it's doing something in addition to whatever it copied i mean this is this is really this is going to make any kind of death rattle synergy in in hunter very possible yeah and, and and Hunter has been known to have powerful Death Rattle decks in the past. Um, mm-hmm. Thankfully, Carnivorous Cube is no longer with us. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> would not be a good like. One. Like I I don't even want to think about that anymore. Um, but you know there are still powerful Death Rattles that are in that are in um, in Hunter. I mean, you do have. We just talked about the Porcupine, which would this would be a five damage effect which would be pretty good. You still have Zixor. If you can get this off of a Zixor, like that's pretty good. Um, if you can, if you can manage to hit, like, like there's still like Savannah Hymen is a thing. Um, I'm trying to see what other death rattles there are available to, um, available to Hunter and standard. The, the thing is that there's not a ton, like you're not going to like Oblivitron. I don't think. And I mean, there aren't probably aren't enough mechs to, to, justify like an ursatron or something like that but i mean and and again this is now right like we can see like things you can do with this now and we have two we have you know two more years with this card so at any time if they print any sort of a reasonable death rattle like you're going to be able to take advantage of that so i think from from that reason alone it's at least a four it's probably a five like this is a this is a card that you're going to build. Like you will build Death Rattle Hunter because of this card. You may not do it today. Like I don't know what the what the the win condition is for that today, but there will be a win condition at some point. And I think at that point, then this will be a pretty scary card. It's a five. I just don't know if it's enough right now. It's 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 good now, and it is. It's probably a four right out the gates because there's nothing like yeah. super insane, but because you do also I mean, have to stick a minion, this right? Like you have to stick a car- death rattle minion. Yes. And death rattle minions are not statted to live. Yeah, yeah, and but thinking that how this can combo with just about anything, like I mean, six mana is mechanical whelp, even though that's rotating out. You know, like yeah, it's a five. I think 
very easily. Yeah, I and think so. I think this will get abused at some point. It may not be right away, but it will be. Yeah. In, in arena, arena, it's still it's still a five damage removal for four mana, even if you don't get the, the battle yeah, card to go off. That's good on its own. So it's a four there. And if you do have some yeah. death rattles, I mean, even a, like a loot hoarder or something. Sure. Why not? I'll take an extra card. Yeah. You know? Yeah. All right. So, um, pa- pa- yeah. So pack tactics is a, um, sorry, I'm still waiting for this to load because I don't, there's a bug in Google sheets. <laughs> I looked this up. I'm sorry. It's man. nothing I can do anything about. It's a bug You're in Google fine. sheets. That's You're fine. That's causing the issue. And now even the, the site's not loading. I think, okay. I think everybody's home watching Netflix and it's, uh, it's ruining my day. <laughs> um, so pack tactics is a two mana secret. Uh, when a friendly minion is attacked, summon a three-three copy. So that seems pretty pretty strong. Um, you know, we we need a secret to replace Rat Trap, so that's a thing that's going to happen. Um, it's, so if you have secret synergy, you'll probably throw this in for like a. <coughs> Excuse me. You might need to mark that down. Sorry. Um, if you're playing something like a face stalker. Or you're you're running. I don't think you necessarily have the support to run a secret hunter right now. But if you're running like face docker, you might throw this in. Um, the only thing that's kind of a downside is that it's replacing a um, it's replacing a secret check that we already have, which is attack a minion. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, you can test for this in snake trap at the same time. So that's a little bit of a downside, but that's a minor downside. But I think this is it's it's a good secret that will kind of make its way in. Um, especially like, cause rat trap is going out. You need another mm-hmm. solid secret. Right. So. I mean, Ogman and porcupine in this are crazy. Um, and even this with the Magnethal lion is good. I, there's probably a low chance of that actually working out, but, um, yeah, I, th- I think that the upside is big with the right kind of deck. And I don't think it's crazy to build your deck around that. So to me, that's a four, like that's a definition yeah, I could go of a four. four. I could um, go for. I, I think it's it's very good as far as hunters' secrets are concerned. Yeah, I, we just don't have enough enough synergy to make us a secret focus deck work. But we will at some point, I'm sure. I, I think I you'll keep going back to that. Well, I think you'll just put this in in that beast or death rattle hunter deck because there's enough upside. And even yeah, if you your opponent death rattle, that's that's good enough. Even yeah. if your opponent knows that this is the only secret in your deck, that means they can't attack your minions, and that's that's not going to happen. So they might have to be ready and could be ready, but um, in arena, it's probably around the same. Like I, even if they're vanilla minion, uh, like two mana for a three, three isn't, isn't bad. Do you ever draft secrets in arena? Maybe I should. I don't think maybe that's holding me back. Yeah. I don't think you ever draft <laughs> secrets in arena if you can help it. So just cause like it doesn't do it's, it's tech, it's tempo negative, right? Like, theoretically, you're going to get paid that tempo back, but they can also just ignore your ignore your minions, right? And just go face. And then, got... and, or at least lo- ignore your minions long enough that this is not relevant anymore. Maybe. Yeah, I, I still think it's a three, because it's probably one of the better yeah. ones. Yeah, it's probably um, better than what you're going to pick, but I don't, think it's, I don't think it's that much better, especially because if you don't have a board, this is useless. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, this does not help you get a board, and it, it makes you fall farther behind. That's true. Next is Scrap Shot, four mana rare spell, deal three damage, give a random beast in your hand, plus three, plus three. I feel like I have not seen this card before this very moment, so <laughs> that's on me if that's accurate. <laughs> uh, you remember Flanking Strike dealt three damage to a minion and summoned a three, three. This sort of does that. Uh, like, buffing stuff in your hand has never, like, what are the cards that have made that work? I feel like there's maybe, like, one. 
Um, um, the I glowstone mean, tre- technician, just because it was hitting yes, like everything, next. and I guess our mega dillo, yes, has been pretty good. But generally, the ones that are making a big difference are the ones that are hitting like multiple minions in your hand at once. I don't think there's been one where it's like giving a single a single minion a buff in your hand so, matter that much. Like this buff is really good for something like augmented porcupine, but the problem is you just like if you're doing this in the mid game, you're taking care of a threat from your opponent while not doing anything immediately. So if they're aggressive, you're getting behind actively. Uh, you could make that up if you end up like hound mastering that porcupine or something, but now we're asking a lot. So I don't I don't. I want to like this card more than I feel like my realist side is allowing me to. Um, are you around the same place there? So, the the thing that I'm there are two things that are making this card not garbage to me. Okay. One is it goes face, right. which is relevant. Which, which is relevant always. Yep. It, because Varisa is still a card, and even if not, like sometimes you can just do three to face. Sometimes you would you would bait an arrow somebody's face for lethal, yeah, and that yeah. would be relevant, right? So that, that's one thing. The other thing is that we just talked about one beast that is going to be in every deck, which is which is Zixor, mm-hmm. right? And so if you draw the Zixor and then you're playing this, all of a sudden your rushing 4-4s four are rushing 7-7s. Seven yeah. And if you do this twice, then they're rushing 10-10s. Ten and now, you, now you're playing Galakron Warlock, right? Yes, you are. <laughs> or Galakron Shaman, rather. Yeah, Galakron yeah. Shaman. So, like, I, from that perspective, if you're... I, this is not a Highlander thing necessarily but if you're going all in on like a beast hunter or you're probably not going in all in on a beast hunter but if you're running uh, just zixor basically mm-hmm. right or like a small number of, of relevant beasts and you can you can tailor your hand to that like a spell you can hunter? Make that zixor i don't know that it's necessarily a spell hunter per se because i don't think we have enough support for that but if you're playing just like a generic mid-range hunter that happens to run a handful of beasts mm-hmm. right and, and Zixor is clearly going to be one of them because we just said it's going in every deck. Then I could see this being used. If it if it happens to buff Zixor, great. If not, it's still a removal or it's still face damage. Yeah. So I don't know that I go so higher than a three on it, but I think it has I think it has potential. Yeah. It's a three with upside. And in Arena, it's probably the same. Like I actually it's probably a little worse. It's probably a two there because it's, not, it's definitely not worse because it's removal. Well, no, the removal's fine. It's just a high cost, and you're not necessarily yeah. doing anything else. So, I like two mana is what I want to spell spend on deal three damage. So, like if I have zero other removal in my deck, then sure I'll take this. But that's about the only time, unless I've got good beast synergies happening in my deck, that I really want this. So, how much worse is this than Kill Command in Arena? Because it's one it's one mana higher. But other than that, yeah. it's basically. Kill command, right? Because like, if you have a beast, you want the beast then yeah. this is great. If it's yeah. not, then it's it's kill command without a beast. So I don't think it's that much worse than kill command. And you take kill command. You right? I I think you you still you're take not happy it about it if you don't have the right if you don't have the right deck for it. But so if, you, if this if is you, worse than that, so that it's slightly worse than that. So I mean, what would you call kill command in an arena? Would you call that a four? I, I know I would call it a three in arena. Okay, so, so then this I'm is probably a two then. It. Then this is probably yeah. a two then. Okay. That's fine. See math, we did it. <laughs> well, when things are subjective, then it uh, you know it makes things difficult. But <laughs> yeah. Um, so scavengers ingenuity is a two mana spell. Draw a beast, give it plus three plus three. Uh, yeah, we just talked about a beast that's going to be in every deck. Yep. So and tutors are powerful. So like again, 
in a Highlander list, you probably just play one of these. And then sure, if, sure. you know, you can, you know, it, it's probably going to get value. If it's by the, if it's so late that you don't, you can't get a Zixor out, then you probably don't want to be drawing anyway. Um, and in a, in a beast heavy, um, in a beast heavy deck, like a beast mid-range hunter, like you'll have enough beasts. That this is just draw a card, give a plus three, plus three. Yeah. Right. So like, this is a, this is probably a four. This is at yeah. least a reason you're playing beast hunter. It's probably not the reason, but it's a reason you want to play a beast mid-range hunter. Yeah. Master's call was crazy. And what was the, uh, uh, dire, frenzy. dire frenzy. So this is like yeah. combine the two essentially. And, but you I don't. But very, you don't get to go through fatigue in the process, which is good. Which is a good thing, yeah. <laughs> so I think four is right on. And in arena, yep. it's probably like a three. Like if you do yeah. trigger this, which if you have any beasts is great, then the tempo that you're going to get off that card is probably good. I mean, even if Direwolf Alpha is the only beast you have in your deck, I would take a two yeah. mana five five. Sure, you know, like. Um, so I think a three is probably fair there. I get. I guess. Okay. So like, it's going to be very draft dependent, right? Yeah. Because yeah. you're not going to mm-hmm. get beasts all the time. Mm-hmm. So if you don't, if you only have a small number of beasts, like does that tutor matter? Would you rather just have like a better, like whatever that beast would be plus two to get better stats on it to begin with rather than getting the draw? Like, I think I would, right? Cause we just talked about how you don't draft card draw very often. Like this is card draw and a buff, but if it depends on, it's going to depend on yeah. if you care about giving that minion a buff because you're not, that's not better. Like two mana plus a, a small minion that gets a buff. Most of the time, it's not going to be better than just drafting like a, a larger minion, right? Yeah, no. You're but you're right going to have to take this sometimes because you're going to be offered it. But I think it's probably a three, also. Okay, that sounds good. And next here is Imprisoned Felma, two mana, five four demon. Now we're talking stats. <laughs> Dormant for two turns. When this awakens, attack a random enemy. So the dormant cards that we've talked about having. Um, having like good stats this is the definition like playing this on two and it attacking into something like turn four having a five four ready to go is great it's very likely going to be able to kill something which is nice and even if your opponent just kills it the next turn you just two for one so i i don't really know what this fits in necessarily i like arena i love this card i think i'm picking it every time it's great but yeah i think this is great in arena in standard it's like well it's good but i don't really i don't know it just doesn't synergize with anything else hunter's trying to do well, right now i mean that that's the definition of a highlander hunter card right yeah like, yeah totally that's totally. that's where that fits yep. because like we we know highlander hunters a deck if generically good cards that don't seem to fit in anywhere that's that's where those that's where that goes right like maybe in a dragon hunter you might you might take one of those slots that's freeing up i don't know if is anything freeing up i guess not but you <laughs> not might really yeah. have this just to be able to just to be able to like clear a taunt out of the way but you're gonna need to time that pretty well um, but in a Highlander Hunter, you don't necessarily care, right? Like, you'll just play that, and you'll mm-hmm. you'll either... Like, the way your opponent plays around this is by not playing a minion, and then you're getting a 5-4 fi- a on top of whatever else you're playing that turn. So either way, it's a win-win. Yeah. Um, it's probably a 4. Like, again, you're not playing around. I think that's you're not, fair. You're not, yeah. Well, in, in Arena, maybe it's a 5. In Arena, it's a 5. But in Constructed, it's probably yeah. a 4, just because the synergies aren't really there. I think you're right about yeah. Highlander Hunter. Sure, I'll, I'll throw this in there just for the fact that it's good stats, but that's probably it. Right out the gates. Yeah, yeah, and you're gonna have again in a in a four set meta, you're gonna have slots to fill, right? So, yep. you, something needs to take the place of Zilliax. <laughs> if nothing, mm. nothing else. It's true. So. <laughs> um, Hellbore is a one mana one. Oh, Hellbore is a one mana two one beast. Death Rattle give a random beast in your hand plus one plus one. I mean, we're losing Springpaw. 
So I guess if you need a one drop and a beast, this is the best you're going to do. Yeah. Um, I'm not particularly excited about it, but I mean, that's, that's what this is, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, if you need beasts and you, and you have be if you have a, like, again, a beast midrange hunter, you probably play this. Otherwise, maybe you run into a, a Highlander hunter just to, just because you have a slot and you need an early drop, but that's going to be about yeah. it. Yeah, it's fine early game. And like, if that plus one, plus one goes on a two mana minion that you play right after this, that can allow you to get a, a head up or a, a, st- a step up, a head up, a what? Something's up. A step, a step up, I think, is what you were trying, what you were going up. for what, there. Whatever it is, you're in a good place. You know, it's not like overwhelmingly going to win you the game, but it's perfectly fine. It's probably a three. Like, yeah, yeah. In an arena, it's probably like a two. Like, it's not a particularly exciting one drop, but you'll take it sometimes. Um, I mean, the stats are just. Yeah, I think two is probably right because you don't. There are draft plenty of other like one mana one two ones anyway. that you pass up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. All right, nice. All right. On to the mages. First one up here so is, is Astro. Uh, I'll, I'll take this or one. Ast- Go ahead. Uh, it's Astromancer Solarian. Two mana, three two with spell damage plus one, and Death Rattle shuffling Solarian Prime into your deck. Solarian Prime is about to mess up everything in your opponent's life. It is a seven mana, seven seven demon with spell damage plus one. Battle cry: Cast five random mage spells. Targets enemies if possible. So that's cool that it's like a Yogish effect, but it's going to prioritize your opponents if possible. Now, the tough thing is that that is, um, well, actually, so when I originally read this, I forgot that it was mage spells. I was thinking all spells, which sometimes like buffing your opponent's minions would be bad, yeah. but I don't know that any mage spells that's not really, really do a mage that. thing. Yeah, mage has a no, lot of deal damage to things, so that happening on your opponent's side of the board is fantastic. Yeah, like, when are you not playing this, right? Like, first of all, like, 2 mana, 3, 2 spell damage, plus 1. That was, um, like, uh, Cthune's... Not Cthune's Chosen. It was one of the the, the Mage Cthune uh, called Sorcerer. That was the name yes. of the card. Uh-huh. We played that right. mm-hmm. in, in Tempo Mage way back when. Because we didn't, care, we didn't run Cthune. We just cared that it was a 2 mana, 3, 2 spell damage, plus 1. So mm-hmm. you play that card anyway. And then getting the back end is bananas. Like... Highlander Mage, obviously. Like, that's no question. Probably they're they're pushing this... Um, well, this, the, no, the no minion mage, obviously, it wouldn't go in there. But, like, in some sort of a Cyclone Mage where you're already going to have a lot of spells and a lot of spells that are going to be cheap, they're going to do damage. Like, getting the spell the spell damage plus one is relevant. Um, yeah. I, I, I think this is going to see a lot of play. It's just easy to fit in. And the back half of that is bonkers. Yeah. Especially in a deck where you already want to play Puzzle Box. Yep. Fives across the board. These yeah, primes don't so. have a ton to them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Evocation is a one-mana legendary spell. Fill your hand with random mage spells at the end of your turn. Discard them. Um, so this screams Cyclone Mage. Yep. Um, you might still run it in Highlander because you get to towards the end of the game where you don't have an answer and you don't have a puzzle box and you just need, like, Yogg take the wheel and you just need something to bail you out. And if you can get mm-hmm. nine mana worth of just random crap to bail you out, yeah, and you yeah. know, even if you only play one of them, like, who cares, yep. right? Like, as long as one of those spells gets you out of the situation, then it's fine. So I, I, I you know, and, and in, a, in this no minion mage, you're going to run this anyway. So oh, absolutely, yeah. This might be a five? Like, I, would, I would go a four. I think that like this, this, um, this screams to me the things that we didn't see at the time about Zephyrus, 
Whereas Zephyrus just fills out your hand with whatever you need. It can be proactive. It can be defensive. It can be whatever. Evocation is just like a random roll when you have nothing else to do, which I think is good enough for it to see play in plenty of decks. But the fact that you don't know what you're going to get... um, Ah, uh, well, maybe it is a five. I don't know. Okay, I, so so let's say that you let's say you're top decking this, right? Like, let's say that on average you're get you're playing this late game, like not even top decking it. Forget top mm-hmm. decking it. You're playing this late game. You probably have three cards in your hand on average, right? So you're rolling seven times mm-hmm. or eight times because you're using up the spell the spot in your hand right. to find something to do, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter, and it could be multiple somethings, it could be one something. That's a lot of rolls. It is. It you're is. very likely to find something that's relevant for the situation if you're rolling that many times. Because, like, random effects, like, this is the lesson that we learned with Yogg long ago and, and everything else, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, random effects regress towards the mean. You have an idea of what mage spells are going to do. They're going to do damage, they're going to summon minions, mm-hmm. they're going to freeze, right? Yeah. Like, any of those things is fine. They're good, yeah. Right? Some combination of those things could be could be game flipping. Well, and, and, and don't you're, forget you're about the spells. Have... Don't forget about the spells that Sorry, generate other spells also. So stuff like Tome of Intellect, right. that's one extra mana to make sure that now you have another roll for next turn that you don't lose out on. So like anything yeah. like that where you're discovering a spell or something, yeah, I I, I could go up to a five on this. I I don't think like I think it is. I don't think it's like necessarily a extremely powerful card. It's just the effect is good enough that you're going to play this and and have it as a backup uh, emergency yeah. button essentially. So, and, and and here's something really scary for you to think about. Oh no, this is going to generate magic tricks, and magic yes. tricks are going to generate exactly. invocations. Yep. Oh yeah. oh <laughs> oh no. That is actually really scary. Uh, in arena, yeah, it's so. probably like a four. It might be a five, just because, yeah. like, for the exact same reason, you just want to get some other stuff, do something. You know, this is going to often gener- give you ten spells, right? Like nine to ten spells, yeah. Because you're you're going to get this in top decking mode, and you're not going to have anything to do, and all of a sudden you're going to have a wealth of options. And and yeah. I think that you would, pro- and again, like, is is this? Would you draft this or would you draft Yisiel Windsinger, right? Because, like, <laughs> that's the level of, of things that it's going to be up again. Right, I know it's right. a Druid card, but, but yep. you know, like, yeah. you know, so, like, this is Fives going to be a legendary that you're going to take. Yeah. Yep. I like it. All right. Next one is Ape- Apexus Blast, a five mana epic spell, deal five damage. If your deck has no minions, summon a random five cost minion. This is insane. Like, for Constructed, like, building a Spell Mage makes sense with this. I think that you want some other things. This on its own doesn't justify it, but as long as there are good spells, which Mage has plenty, and they will, like, if it's not strong enough now, it will certainly be strong enough by the end of the year. And this is Firelands Portal for two less mana. And Firelands Portal we played all the time back then. I actually, I think it was Crypt that I saw tweeted about this and said, hey, they made Firelands Portal but kept it in check for (laughs) Arena. And I was like, that's actually genius for them to do that because the portals were busted in Arena. And so to make this something that's super strong and constructed and okay in Arena is really smart. So I I think it's, uh, yeah, this is interesting, fun, will probably always be good. Yeah, and and note that it does not say to a minion. Yeah, which it'll is go face. a yep. big deal. I I saw. I think it was Sisha Hong in one of the discords who said who who said put this little trivia nugget out there. But when 
let me ask you this. When was the last time that they printed a mage spell that does damage to face? Oh, it's been a while. Well, Firelands Portal did. Um, yeah. But yeah, I can't think of another one. Flame Geyser. In, Flame in Geyser, that's right. Wow. So it's been like a full, like two rotation, two standard years that we mm-hmm. have not had a new card printed Jeez. that go that that's a spell that goes face. That's insane. So this is, you know, again, face damage is relevant. This is expensive face damage if you're not playing it in specifically in um in a no in a no minion mage mm-hmm. but you get random spells enough that you'll get this and you'll be able to use it even if it's just like five damage for five mana and that's okay yeah like again in arena is that good enough probably not but i think that in the minion mage it's probably a four yes yeah. i i'm not convinced that that deck is good enough yet but it could be and it probably will be eventually it will be um yeah. and in arena it's probably it's probably a three because you'll probably get offered some other jank and still five face damage is not irrelevant. And, and no, five damage no. to a minion is not irrelevant. We're dealing with something, yeah. Yeah. Um, are, anything else we need to say on that before No, we... no, I'm good with that, okay. yeah. Okay. So, Apex's Smuggler is a two mana, two, three minion after you play a secret, discover a spell. Yeah. I mean, I guess, like, this feels not great like this is a five mana play because this is going to die as soon as it hits the board yeah and then like you're discovering a spell which is good but like that's your whole turn for five mana is play a two three and play a spell like you need better secret synergy than that and i don't think we have it right now you've got that you're not playing this in the the nominion deck obviously no yeah you've got that arcane mysteries thing that draws a secret and makes it cost zero but like you're working way too hard at that point to make this effect work so i think this will be interesting when it comes off of faceless lackey and probably not even then so it's a it's a yeah i mean in row so this will be a great row card is what you're saying yeah (laughs) yeah If they end up running those secrets. It's a one in constructed in arena. I mean, it's a two mana, two, three. It's a, it, it's a three. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's three. a two mana, two, three. Yeah, you draft those. Next is Imprisoned Observer. Three mana, four, five demon. Dormant for two turns when this awakens. Deal two damage to all enemy minions. Uh, that effect's pretty good. Uh, it's not completely irrelevant, but the problem is, like, by turn five, your opponent isn't, like, their minions are going to have more health than that usually. So... Maybe this fits in like a Highlander Mage, but I, I Highlander Mage is pretty stacked already and isn't struggling in the early game as far as I can tell. So I don't I don't think this is good enough to see much play, honestly. No. And I mean that effect is good when it can come out immediately. When your opponent has two turns to figure out how they're gonna play around it. Yeah. And aren't gonna like forget to play around it because it's sitting there on the board staring them in the face. Uh as opposed to like when you just like throw out a blizzard that they let all their minions get down to two health. Like I don't, I don't think this is happening. No, it's, prob- um, it's probably yeah, a I, two. I think this is a two and constructed. Yeah. Maybe in arena, it's a little bit better. It's probably a three. Yeah, I think three's fair there because it's good stat wise, yeah. and dealing that damage is more relevant there. Yeah. So um, font of power is a one mana rare spell. First of all, before I even talk about the card, the the card text is the best of the set. The uh, the flavor text, it's Comic Sans. <laughs> So, <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> um so one mana discover a mage minion if your deck has no minions keep all three so like if you're playing no minion mage you're playing this if you're not you're probably not unless you're taking it you, you'll take this off a of magic trick sometimes but you're not going to put in any other deck other than that no 
But this effect is really powerful for that deck because, like, oh, yeah. Yeah. asking no minions is a big deal, but then getting three random mage minions, you're probably going to get one that's good, and then the other two, who knows? Um, that one might Plus also be minions are really better good. on average than, than, than just random minions or neutral minions anyway. Yeah. I I think it's no less than a four, especially in the deck that wants it. I think you. I think. Yeah, I is... guess. I guess if you're building around, if you're building that deck, you're building around this and um, this and a Plexus yeah. So I guess mm-hmm. that's probably a four. Yeah. Yeah. In arena, no. I mean, discovering no, a major means okay. This. Like, I, if if I'm up against some really bad cards, then sure, I'll take this so that I can maybe get whatever I need in the moment. But I don't think there's any reason I'm proactively wanting this. So. Wait. How how often were you were you playing like I'm gonna go back a ways but like Journey Below or I Know a Guy or you know something like that like you never you you never draft those cards unless your the alternatives are are trash right? but that's that's exactly it like it's it's way better than trash it's just not something that you're ever gonna want so I think that's a two by definition yeah. in my book okay fine. <laughs> You don't hate this card enough to to. Um... I, I don't. I don't, I'm not offended by it. So yeah. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Uh, next is Deep Freeze, eight mana spell. Freeze an enemy. Summon two, three, six water elementals. That is a lot of. That is a lot of beef there. I think that in this spell mage, th- this develops some minions for your board, which is really valuable for that deck. And the fact that they're water elementals, like those minions are real real strong like you rarely put them in a deck vanilla but i the the big thing is like eight mana is so much for this effect i'm not sure that it's good enough still you probably do play it in the no minion mage just because like you're gonna need minions and this is development and Mm -hmm. i mean the the stats are fair yeah right like you're getting 612 worth of stats for eight mana and you're freezing a minion like that's not bad it's Um, the cost of two i I don't know yeah, I mean it's it's it is the cost of two water elementals, and you get to free something, right? So yeah. it's it's like, and water elementals are better than average stats anyway. But it's like outside of the no minion mage, I mean maybe you run this in a highlander mage. Like you're gonna have some slots yeah, to fill. You, could, you have yeah. things like dragoncaster. You have you have um, uh, tortolan pilgrim still that can that uh-huh. can cheat this out. You have Calagros. Yeah. So like maybe well, that he, maybe it still he, sees play in there. Think about playing this against a demon hunter also. If you freeze their face and then you have two water elementals that they have to deal with, yeah. like you might just be freezing and locking them out of a win condition essentially at that point. So this is Yeah. Yeah, it's it's I, I think it's probably a four. Like I'm not super excited, but I think, I think it's a, still a three. Enough upside. Like yeah. Like it's I think it's still a three because we had to do some pretty good convincing to to get us there, right? And like ah. I could see like this coming out as we get more cards printed of Highlander Mage. I think it's probably good enough to see play right now. I can see this getting cut. Sure, yeah. I, I'll go like, with you on a three on I mean, in the, no, in the no minion Mage, yeah, you play it, but, like, you're gonna you're gonna put this in not because, like, this is the reason to play it. You're putting it in because it works in that deck, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in Arena, it's probably a three also. Like, you'll take it for a late game bomb-ish, yeah. but, it, like, it's not going to overwhelm your opponent. It's a lot of mana to just develop the board. Yeah. It's okay. It's probably a little less um, than okay, yeah. but no. yeah, it's 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 fine, yeah. right? And so fine is a three. Yeah. <laughs> um, Encanter's Flow is a two mana mage spell. Reduce the cost of spells in your deck by one. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> if um, I all, if all I that. have are spells, then sure, I'll take a one yeah. mana reduction for two. Or if you're playing a deck that um, that asks you to play three spells in a turn to get a five five. 
and mm-hmm. all of your all of your spells are cheaper to begin with, and now they get one one mana cheaper still. Like, yeah, you do that too. My golden Chinvala right? so, is loving like, what you're saying. So, oh yeah, Chinvala is like psyched, and so is Cyclone <laughs> Mage. So I think there's two decks that really want this. I could I could see an argument for putting this into like a Highlander Mage anyway. Like, you're generally going to have a fairly like what now that Pocket Galaxy is going away, and you you're not incentivized to run heavy on minions. I could see that deck becoming more balanced between made between uh, spells and minions, yeah. and then Encantress Blow gets better there too. Yeah. So I, I mean, I think that this is. I want to say this is a five. It's a four for, specifically for. Well, for no for no minion, are you playing no minion mage without this card? I don't think it gets there, right? No, but like, that's also true of the other two cards. Enough. Apex's Blast and Font of Power, we both said were fours also. And you're not you're never playing right. that deck without those cards. That's the entire reason. Well, those are well, those are the those are the payoff cards. This is mm-hmm. the reason you're playing it, right? Like this is like it I keep going back to this this idea of like what's the build around and what's the pay what's what's the, the, okay. the card that okay. gets way better because you're doing it? Like this feels like Stormhammer and Dragon Hunter to me. Right? Whereas sure. Whereas, whereas Apex's Blast feels like Corrosive Breath. It's good, and but you're not going to play it... And, and But that card alone isn't going to get you to play the deck. This will okay. get you to play you're a deck right. where you get to discount your... When you get to discount your entire deck by one, like... And, and this is better than ramping, right? Because ramping runs out once you get to 10 mana. This is a perm. This mm-hmm. is like every time that you've played Frizz, right? When Frizz actually matters... <laughs> right. Like... <laughs> Like frizz really matters when you play it early and when you can hit everything in your deck. And this, by definition, mm-hmm. even if you draw it like midway through the game, you're playing two of them first of all, and mm-hmm. you're going to hit literally everything in your deck and make everything in your deck better. Yeah, I think you're right. I, you, you, I'm, yeah. I'm coming around to it. It's a five there in arena. I don't think you ever play this. It may it's swing probably, to the other side. It's probably side. a two at the best. It's probably it's, it's probably a one because it's like no, it's, this it's is a gang one. Up it doesn't do anything. Yeah, this is gang up in arena. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. All right, next is Netherwind Portal. Three mana secret. After your opponent casts a spell, summon a random four-cost minion. Uh, there was Wandering Monster for for Hunter, and this is it only with a spell. And actually, this also this even, more, even more so reminds me of Catrix. So that was a 4-2 yeah. with stealth you got if your opponent casts a spell. And a random four-cost minion seems pretty good. Um, you're yeah. probably getting like four four worth of stats for that, which is better than Catrick. And we played Catrick all the time, so I think I think this sees some play. Like it, it doesn't. There aren't any huge secret decks, but especially like the no spell mage, you're looking for spell or no minion mage. Excuse me, you're looking for spells yeah. that make minions, and this one does, and it makes a good minion yeah. every time. So I think you play two of these in that. And um, in that deck, yeah. you do. I don't think outside of that, you're not gonna. I mean, until we get stronger secret synergies. Maybe you can make an argument for it in um, in Highlander, but maybe then, like secrets yeah. are kind of are kind of tough to to fit into that deck. Um, yeah, but I mean, you'll get the you'll get offered this off of off of Magic Trick sometimes, and you'll take it. Oh yeah, a fair yeah. amount of the time too. But yeah, it's probably a four because of the no the, yep. the Minion Mage. That's what I was thinking. Um, and, and in Arena, it's I think this is a two. It's better than the average secret, but you could just go the entire game and not have your opponent cast a spell. I will not back talk your arena secret talk this time. So okay. <laughs> two sounds good. <laughs> I mean, uh, on top of the fact that we tr- we generally don't want to draft secrets in arena to begin with, but right? Even right. then, like, yeah. 
Like if you've ever done like pressure plate and then just sat there and looked at yeah. it. Yeah, like... yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, Starscryer is a two mana three one death rattle draw spell. Um, this seems fine. I mean, this seems like a fair Highlander card. Sure. Like I don't yeah. know that you play it outside of that deck, but like you know, getting a loot hoarder that specifically draws you a spell, that seems okay. Yeah. Um, it can easily be dealt with. But it's, yeah, Loot Hoarder is the perfect example, essentially. Yeah, you want it to be, you're going to get something from your deck. So, I'd like, it's it's perfectly fine. I don't know that there's any deck that really wants it. It's a three in my book. Yeah, it's 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 no better than a three. But, I mean, you know you know what you're getting, specifically a spell. Yeah. So, there are times when that can be relevant. Yeah. Um, in Arena, two mana, three, one that draws you a spell, because you're not going to have very many spells in your deck, is probably above average. Yeah, yeah, I'd say a four is right for that. Yeah. All right, on okay. to our final class. class of Paladin. Okay. So, uh, oh, I get to, I get to, this, this one I'm okay with. Okay. Murder McGurgle. <laughs> it's incredibly fun to say. Thank you, Team 5. Thank you yes. for this. Um, so it is a 2 mana 2 1 Divine Shield Murloc with Death Rattle Shuffle McGurgle Prime into your deck. And a McGurgle Prime is an 8-mana 6-3 Murloc with Divine Shield and Battlecry, summon four random Murlocs, give them Divine Shield. So, obviously this goes in a, in a Murloc deck. It, a 2-mana two 2-1 two Divine Shield Murloc is... You're perfectly okay with that in the it's early game. already, yeah. And then, the only downside with this is that it's got anti-synergy with Tip the Scales. Sure, yeah. And I'm not sure how you resolve that because if you're getting this with out from the deck with tip for, tip the scales, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. If you're shuffling this in before you get to tip the scales, which you're going to a lot of the time because prismatic lens is a stupid card that's going away. It'll be and gone. Yeah. Now you're gonna you're gonna have whatever cards are in your mulligan plus eight more draws before you get to play tip the scales. So on average, you're going to have played. The, I mean, I guess it's it's probably. No, on average, you're gonna you're gonna tip the scales before you get this because you only have one of these, and you're gonna have two tip the scales in that deck. So that could create some weird anti synergy. But assuming that you get that you don't summon out McGurgle Prime and you get to play it like that, that is like a full board in and of itself. Maybe you don't need tip the scales if you're doing that. Yeah, but I don't know if you can rely on that either. I mean, think about the other instances where you play this because, like in a Highlander Paladin, why don't you play this? Yeah, you like, play that. It's a shielded. Yeah, you play it. It's a shielded mini bot with one less health, just on its own. It's perfectly fine. You get that back end of it, and that's crazy. So I think it's uh, without prismatic lens. Or, I don't or know if you're that... playing a pure Paladin too, like pure Paladin sure, yeah, is a thing that's yeah. not a thing right now. But that's just like on its own, even without the Murloc synergy. That's a strong effect. Yes. And, uh, you know, it's like a lot of the prime cards, like, it's good enough that you can probably find ways to play it. It's probably closer to a four because of, like, how weird it is in, in Murloc decks. And it's going to be good but not great, not amazing in, in other decks. But I think that's I, that's still a solid four. I think it is going to be amazing in other decks, though. Like, take away the Tip the Scales deck at all. Just think about this in a deck just on its own as a minion. Because that back end, when, it, when you play it is going to be crazy most of the time because it's going to give you pretty well-statted board and then Divine Shield across it. Like, that's going to be hard for your opponent to deal with. You're probably going to get to attack with some of it. 
I I could go with you on a four, but I I don't think I, okay. I think it's a trap to fall into a mindset of only seeing this in a Murloc deck or undervaluing it just as a very powerful card because Paladin already has very powerful cards like Tyrion Forgering, and this isn't quite Tyrion yeah. Forgering, I don't think, but um, no, it's but not. it's along no, it's those not. lines where it just it just does a lot on its own and it's strong. So, um, well, I mean, I guess random Murlocs are going to be across the board right it's not just going to be paladin murlocs which is good and bad right yeah because yeah. you're going to get like the demon hunter murloc which without the without the battle cry is it's is a three two just it's yeah it's it's fine but it's not great right like i you're think get... i think most of the time you have four murlocs that have two three stats or three two stats but that's still yeah. pretty good to get four of those yeah with no i mean shield i'm not saying that's bad like i'm saying that's it's like it's a it's a good effect. It's not going to be busted. Like I think that the tendency yeah, is to yeah. think about every time that you see tip the scales come out and how ridiculous that is. Sure, because sure. The, the the Murlocs all synergize with each other, and I don't think that's going to happen as much with McGurgle Prime, just because you're going to have more variants in the pool, and you're not mm-hmm. always going to get like a Tide Hunter or or a War Leader or or something like that, right? Yeah. Um, but I think it's still good. I think it's just not like broken. But I think that's a yeah. four. I think it's a good card. Yeah, four is fine. In arena, it's and probably right arena, along the same. Yeah, maybe better I think so. because if you're using I mean, the ECL again, Windrunner, <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, you'll you'll get offered trash alongside it and you'll take it. I think we can keep it at a four. Yeah, that's fine. Next is Lady Liadrin, 7-mana 4-6 battle cry. Add a copy of each spell you cast on friendly characters this game to your hand. This is going to remind everyone of the other paladin minion that I can't remember the name of. Lanessa uh, Sunsaro. Thank you. This is a bit better because it's a 4-6 right out the gates, and you're going to be able to use those spells on what you want to use them on. Sunsaro didn't ever really work because... Like, the times it worked, it was bananas, but most of the time, it just kind of got, like, a copy of Spike Ridge Steed on it, and that was kind of it. Uh, I, I don't know that... I, I've i really struggled with seeing this card being good enough, honestly. I think the the effect is pretty good. It reminds me of Pure Paladin's payoff, the 7-mana seven 7-7 seven, seven, uh, minion, uh, because it adds a bunch of stuff to your hand that you can use. But the problem is, like, it requires that you have other minions either on the board or in your hand already. So it seems like it's not... It's asking a lot out of you, um, even though it's got some upside to it, I guess. Yeah, it's it's weird, right? Because, like, the, the, the you talk about the downsides of Lanessa. The, the upside is you didn't have to pay the mana for any of those spells. Right, right. They just, right. You just they got just them. Go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as long as your opponent didn't have an Earthshock, then you were probably okay. Um, yeah. So here's here's a thought, right? Like, okay, we're gonna talk. I'm gonna bring in another card, and we'll talk about them both together because I think that I think that we need to we need to have that. I, I need to make this argument with a card that we're also also reviewing. Okay. So we've got the Librams coming in with the mm-hmm. set, and they're all um, very powerful spells that are very expensive that get discounted as you play other minions that discount them. So mm-hmm. I'm looking at Librum of Hope, which um, nine mana to start with. Restore eight health. Summon, uh, summon an eight-eight guardian with taunt and divine shield. Right. Mm-hmm. What if you're not heal- what if you're not healing your face with that? Right, healing right? minion. Mm-hmm. So now you play Lady Liadrin. You get two more of those that have been discounted to like five or four or three mana, 
and now you get to you get to heal way in the late game and protect your face. Yeah, that's pretty right? good. So yeah. maybe this is like a pure paladin endgame, but we're just not thinking about it because like it's we've never really had a like because it doesn't have to be a buff spell, right? It just has mm-hmm. to be targeted. Like for all you can even like throw a hammer of wrath at your own minion if you want to to get back later. I wouldn't recommend that, but that's that's <laughs> something that you can do. Sure, yeah. Um but I I feel like in a pure paladin, like Lifeforged Crusader is going to give you a bunch of buffs just because it's going to give you random jank, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to give you random paladin cards. Some of those are going to be buff cards. You're going to put those on minions and you're going to you're going to get those back from Leadron. So from that perspective, even just for that alone, I think that there's value there. It probably never sees play outside of a pure paladin, just because I, I just don't I don't see what kind of a of a deck that's not pure paladin is going to ha- be running enough minion buffs or mm-hmm. minion targeting spells to matter. But I think in that deck, I think there's a there's a use case for it. It might not again, it might not be right away. This I might take a, us a, take us a couple of sets. I think it's a three because of that though. Like we're we're saying yeah, this that's is fair. very that's much fair. not core. Like we can put this in and it might be good because of that, but it's not going to be like if somebody wanted to build a pure paladin, I'm not gonna tell you you have to craft this in order to make yeah. that you know make that happen. But for those who get it, it'll be yeah. fun and probably pretty effective. In arena, it's and I not... had to use a lot of I had to use a lot of words to convince you that this wasn't trash. So that that's you know, <laughs> but but that's I, probably I, I was, a three. I, I get what you're saying with Liberum of Hope, and I think there could be something there in arena. This is probably a two because um, this is like yeah, you, it's an expensive minion that's probably not going to pay off. Yeah, no. I mean, if you get one thing off of this, that's fine. But uh, yeah, but yeah. Okay, next yeah. up is um, is this oh, that's one your you? Go ahead. No, no, no. Oh, no, it's mine. Here. It's mine. Sorry, yeah. yeah. So, Underlight Angling Rod, or as the... What, I like the term that's in the card text better, Fishbringer. I like that much better. I want to call it that now. <laughs> um, is a... I said I wanted Ashbringer, not Fishbringer. Um, three mana, go. three, two weapon. After your hero attacks, add a random Murloc to your hand. I mean, we're losing, we're losing stuff from Murloc Paladin. If you're going to make Murloc Paladin work, you're going to play this. Yeah. And... Again, random Murloc does not mean... It means that you have things from other classes, so you can get Sludge Slurpers, you can get underlight, Underbelly Anglers, you can get, um, you know, any of the other... You can get the Demon Hunter Murloc. Um, if you get the Demon Hunter Murloc, and then you can use this to attack with, and then and then trigger the Battle Cry. Um, I mean, it's probably just a straightforward just because of the fact that it's going to fit into a Murloc deck. You're going to run two of those in a Murloc yeah. deck. Outside think, of that, I don't know that you do that. When think about Livewire Lance, right? Like... This yeah. is, these are going to be Actually, more yeah. valuable in the deck in the deck that you're playing it in than a lackey most of the time. So I, I think a four is right on the money there. And in arena, it's yeah. probably the yeah. same. Uh, even if yeah. you don't have any other murlocs, the fact that those two can synergize with each other is pretty good. Yeah, and I mean we've played three mana three two weapons just as they are that have irrelevant card text. Like we played right. the <laughs> the 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 minion the one that gave your divine shield minions plus one plus one. Without having yeah. any Divine Shield minions in the deck. Yeah, and and yeah. you just play that card because it was a 3-mana three 3-2 three, weapon. So sometimes it's relevant and this just happens to have a little bit of upside. Sure. Yeah, next is Librem of Hope. We mentioned it before. 9-mana, restore 8 health, summon an 8-8 eight, eight guardian with taunt and Divine Shield. Um, it is important to know with all of these that you're usually... Like, you're not going to put this in a deck that doesn't have Librem synergy. And so the the yeah. whole point of that is that... It's not crazy to think that this Liberum of Hope is going to be at most six mana, likely. 
Um, yeah. And this is this is a lot. Like it's a pile of stuff. You think about how powerful Lay on Hands has been, and this is maybe a little bit. Well, I don't know. Like a taunt with Divine Shield with eight eight. Like your opponent. Like unless they have Sap or Shadow or Death, which that's going to feel bad. Um, this is going to stop them and force them to rethink their strategy. And if you've got multiple of them coming through Lady Liadrin, that's just that's just bananas. So. I'm I'm feeling this. I think that it's uh, that it's going to be pretty. I I don't know. I I think the thing I'm struggling with are Libram's going to be good enough. Like even right. with the entire package, I think in a pure paladin, sure, because there's some upside. But I don't know that. Well, maybe in a control paladin also because um, you, you can get yeah. some extra value. So um, yeah, yeah, I think that this is pretty important for all of that, though. Even though it's not like overwhelmingly going to change the tide. I mean, I feel like with the Librams, I feel like I'm I'm shopping at Kohl's. Like, I don't... I'm going in. I know I'm going to get what I'm going to get. I don't know what I'm going to pay, but it's somewhere between zero and the price that's on the tag. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to find out till I actually go to pay. But, like, you know, like, it's hard to know, like, how often this is going to be. Like, let's say that on average this is going to be six mana, right? Mm-hmm. Like, let, let's just... Let's assume that on average, by the time you get to play this, you're going to get like there's the the two one the two that discount one discounts by two, one discounts by one. You're going to run all four of those in the deck if you're mm-hmm. playing this. You have to, right? So let's assume on average this is gonna this is gonna be six mana. You would pay six mana for this, right? Oh yeah, like oh, yeah. you pay six mana for an eight eight taunt divine shield and heal eight. So I think that in the deck that wants it, like I don't want to go to a five because I'm not convinced it's good enough. But I think you're starting here. Yeah, I if think you're doing pure paladin, yeah. you start. You're start. If, if you're playing pure paladin, you're going to your collection manager. You're typing the word librum and you're adding every card that comes up. Probably, I think so. Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. you leave. Maybe you leave one off, but this isn't going to be the one. So I think that's probably a four from that perspective. Yeah, in arena, it's a lot it, to happen at once. I mean, even if it's just summoning the eight eight guardian with taunt and divine shield, that's pretty good. But it's probably no higher than a three there. I think. Yeah, I mean, I think you might still draft it even without any of the support because at nine mana yeah. it still does affect the board. Yeah. Um, but you're you're you you might go all in if you get a specific draft, but normally you might just draft this on its own and expect you're paying nine, and you know you kind of you're kind of okay with that. Yeah. Um. So Eldar Toothseeker is a five mana four six minion taunt battle cry. Reduce the cost of of your Librams by two this game. So this reduces them both in your deck and in your hand. Yes. which is good you don't, or you don't or any this. other one yeah any other ones that you generate by any means later right. on in the game this is sort of like goru the my tree where any treants yeah. for the rest of the game are going to be three threes so this is the same yes. with your librams wherever they are yeah so <laughs> it's um so i mean that and that's important right because if like if it was in your deck or in your hand then or even in your hand and deck but you could you could generate them it wouldn't be nearly as good but the fact that it doesn't yeah. matter is is relevant and this is a good yeah. minion right like we play shield of galakron now right and shield right. of galakron is a five mana four five with taunt that does a battle cry that that pays off later mm-hmm. right so you're not getting like a lackey or, or plus three attack or whatever but you are getting to make the librams cheaper it's it's like playing it in priest i guess because you don't get to take advantage <laughs> of it right, right away it will pay um, off and but and the one extra health is relevant too so i i think that's a four by definition yeah, I mean, you're definitely going to play this one. I mean, you probably have to play them both anyway, but I think that yeah. it's statted enough that it's not... You don't feel bad about it, right? Like, no, yeah, yeah. Like, like we, we got the Invoke cards wrong 
on, or at least I'll speak for myself. I did. I did too. Um, I did too. Yeah. Because like we, we were going on, like they were understated and, and we didn't know how important the effect was going to be, but this is like a fairly static mini. You just play. Yeah. Regardless of whether you have Librams in, in your deck or not. And then, you know, the Librams are, are a bonus. So, and, and in arena, you're fine with this, right? Like it's five yeah. mana, four, six taunt. You'll take that. The stats are good. I think it's a four there. Yeah. Yep. Next is Librum of Wisdom, a two-mana spell. Give a minion plus one, plus one, and death rattle. Add a Librum of Wisdom spell to your hand. So this one's going to be zero mana really fast. And what's crazy about zero mana is if you have other spells that can create tokens, you can buff one of them up, run it into something, and then you'll get the Librum of Wisdom back in your hand, buff something else up, throw it into something else, get the Librum... So it it can have a really stacky effect. And that's really what makes sense for this. Um, I think it's fine uh, because most of the time I think it is just going to be a plus one plus one buff for free that you get to use for the rest of the game. But I, this one I'm much less excited about. I think it's probably more along the lines of a three. Yeah, and and I'm also worried about the fact that you're playing cards like Lifeforge Crusader in this deck that are going to fill your hand up, and mm-hmm. then you're give, you're you're perennially having a, a card on the board that allows your opponent to burn a card. Mm, yeah it's 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 not a huge concern but it's it's something to think about at least yeah um i i could see this i could see you cutting down to one of these maybe or or not running them at all but i mean it's also like with liadrin right Mm -hmm. like you're going to get a handful of these that are all going to cost zero right yeah by the time that you get around to playing liadrin Mm-hmm. So Liadrin could kind of turn into Lanessa at that point. That's true, right? But then the the flip side of that is, <laughs> you your opponent could could if they ever do, if they ever manage to get rid of it, then they're going to burn cards from you. So this could get out of hand in a hurry too. It's going to be very yeah. awkward. Yeah, I think it's a three. I think it's fine, but I could also see it just being too much trouble. And I think if we get other Librams in the future, that this one will definitely get dropped. Um, but for now, yeah. I think you kind of have to. In Arena, it's I mean the the buff's fine. Two mana's kind of you pricey. Would draft, um, you would draft that card from League of Explorers sometimes, right? Uh, like the Explorer's Hat? The Explorer's Hat. Yeah. Sure, I think three's fair there, too. Yep. All right, next is Imprisoned Sungill, a one mana 2-1 Murloc. Dormant for two turns. When this awakens, summon two 1-1 Murlocs. Yeah, that's fine. That's a lot of stats for one, man- for one mana. Um, the tough thing is your opponent gets to deal with it. So I don't think those things are going to live unless you're buffing somehow. So, like, you can play this on one and then play Cold Light Seer on three to give them all plus two health. And then then you're talking. Like, that's okay. But I'm not I'm not overly excited for this minion by any stretch. Yeah, no, I'm real excited about this. Like, are you really? This, this is... Oh, yeah. Like, because you're not... You're never playing this by itself, right? Like, I mean, you are on turn one. Like, you can afford to take turn one off. Yeah. Right. So what you're basically saying is you're going to turn take turn one off. Turn two, you're going to play some sort of a Murloc that hopefully is going to stick. Then turn three, you're going to get two more one ones, and you're going to be able to play like a War Leader, or you're going to be able to play like you said a Cold Light Seer. Like a, you can fill this, you can play this into Cold Light Seer and get four Murlocs that have decent health, and all of a sudden you have a really scary board on three. And even like I mean, if you're top decking this, it's probably terrible. But also. Like, again, if we go back to the tip the scales example, the, the, the problem with tip the scales sometimes is that you are pretty much all in with tip the scales, right? Sure. Like, if sure. your opponent clears, you're done. 
I mean, you could. It, I mean, now you're you're doing the the prismatic lens thing, and you get the second one. But let's say they can clear both ways. You're done. This gives you refill for after they've cleared that, right? Because if they clear the board and off of a tip the scales, this is still sitting on the board, and then it wakes up, and then you could use some of the other things that you've drawn in the interim. But right? your so, opponent like, has the not initiative. Just on one. Your opponent has the initiative on those three one health minions. That's that's the big thing that I'm struggling. Well, they don't have rush, yeah, but they but they still but you still get to you still have a chance to buff them before they get to do anything about them. Yeah, like Cold Light Seer is like you can play this. Isn't there like? I mean, you have isn't there one that gives all of your all of your Murlocs divine shield? Um, oh the well no the dragon there's the that yeah five, five mana five six dragon yeah so that's okay. I and and you also and also keep in mind you have that um the side quest that gives everything plus one plus one now you're talking after you've summoned yes. five minions yes so now that's you're three of them right there okay all right, right? I can go up to a four so you just can and you can that. set that up so that you can set that up so that I mean that's like turn one turn two and then you play that you play like a Murloc Tide Hunter or whatever all of a sudden you got a board of two twos yeah I right? can so like yeah I like that yeah. In yeah, arena, there are, there are. I mean, it. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's a four in constructed. Honestly, uh, yeah, I, I'm at a four with you on const- constructed. Yeah. What about arena? In arena, it's it's like it's a free, it's using a mana you're going to float to build a board for a turn, a couple turns. I I think that's it's, probably at least a three. It's a three. Yeah, I like. It's probably one of the better one drops that you can get in there, but it's probably not better than that. Yeah. Um, Aldor Attendant is a two mana, two, three battle cry, reduce the cost of your liberums by one this game. So you're not super excited about this, but you're going to play this if you're playing liberums. And if you're not, you're not. So, I mean, that's, that's basically a three, right? It's a three, yeah. It's a three in arena also, because it's just a two mana, two, three. That's fine. That has like potential upside, but yeah, it's a three, it's a three, it's a two mana, two, three. So you, you pick those. Yeah. Not much more to say on that one. Yeah, uh, and then the final Librum is the Librum of Justice, six mana spell. Equip a one four weapon. Change the health of all enemy minions to one. This is pretty cool. Uh, the one four weapon is not irrelevant because you're going to be able to swing into something immediately to kill it. And I, like health is going to be okay if you're playing the Librums of Hope already. Likely you're playing Life Forge Crusader and getting the um, True Silver Champion, so you can heal up with that too. And then if you've built up any kind of tokens, which, well, like we said with the Librum of Hope or Wisdom, you're probably going to want that. There's a lot of upside here, so I'm, I, I feel like this is yeah. one of the other stronger ones that you want. Yeah. I mean, we're losing Shrink Ray, and this is replacing it. And yeah, yeah. I think that, like, this is going to get... this. You'll be able to get this cheap enough. You'll be able to play it with Doom Set, with uh, Wild Pyromancer or with Consecration also. Mm, sure, yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think that this is an easy four like this is this maybe this is the five maybe this is the build around i kind of feel like it might be like this it's probably still a four but this is the reason you're going to play the liberums you're going to play the you're playing the liberums for this i think not necessarily as much hope i think hope is hope is a payoff but i think this is the card that's going to it's going to be the glue in that deck I think this is your offensive strategy and hope is your defensive strategy. So having both yeah. is really going to going to be good, you know? So yeah. I, I think you're right. It's a four, but it's probably the best out of all of them. Um, and yeah. in a, this in, is the storm hammer of this deck. Yeah. yeah. In arena, it's probably still a four. 
Um, because yeah. it's a control tool. Yeah, yeah, and you want that. I mean, you would draft you would draft lights justice sometimes. Anyway. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So having the upside of the quality to only your opponent's minions is pretty good. Yeah. Um, Hand of a doll is a two mana a two mana common spell. Give a minion plus two plus two draw a card. Um, so in decks where we need to draw through, we don't have. I don't know what that win condition is. It used to be Uther OTK, and then it was Shrivala. We don't have anything like that right now that I can see. But in any case where you have a deck where you're looking to draw through, this is going to be part of it. And and especially with Liadrin, it will... I, I only think this is relevant with Liadrin in a deck where you really want to get through your entire deck for whatever reason. If you're playing Nomi, I guess, is the only win condition we have left. Um, but there, there are always, there always seem to be a paladin deck that involves you drawing through to do something. And this will let you do that twice while buffing a minion. And then we even had the, the one like divide, uh, give a minion divine shield, draw a card that we would play with Lanessa back in or through OTK just to be able to, to, to get through the rest of the deck faster. Um, so in wild, maybe in wild where you're still doing like, I don't know if you're still doing with through OTK or not, but. Um, it might still, it might be too slow, but if you're doing it through OTK, you could do that. But, um, certainly there's going to be a use case for needing to get like heavy cycle and, and be able to pair that with Liadra to get even more cycle. Yeah. Um, half of a blessing, blessing of Kings is not anything to balk at and being able to draw through your deck at the same time is also very strong. I think that this is one that is not flashy, but it's not one to sleep on either because cheap buffs can be really good and then getting it back from Leadrin is pretty relevant as well um i i could go up to a four but i know you're not feeling that based off i what feel I like heard. a three on this yeah so I, I, I feel like this is fine but it's 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 a tool it's you'll use it when you need it but i don't yeah. i don't feel like it's going to like blow the doors off when blessing of might doesn't really see play at all i think that this is better than that yeah um because the draw card and the health but yeah um in arena, it's around the same. It's probably a three there too, because you know you cycle yeah. through, you buff something. Like you're gonna have something. Your hero, I mean, pa- your hero power is, can make something if nothing else. So is it better than that in arena? Because your hero power is always there. So for four mana, you get a three three draw card. Like you draft that card, right? Uh, it's basically you draft a, a Nomish Inventor. Well, it's a little bit better because at least it has it has higher attack. But you draft Nomish Inventor sometimes. Okay, I could go up to a four on that. Yeah. Yeah. We made it through the class cards, and I know that some of you listening don't care and want us to just go on forever as long as we want. Um, but I'll be honest, I need I, we we got to roll through these neutrals because we've been going on everything else pretty pretty well. So yeah. um, we'll, well pick we only, up the speed. and we don't have that many. We don't we, we don't, don't have, have that many comments. like right. Yeah, like typically when we've done these in the past, we've had like a whole slew of arena comments to go through, and and because. Of the demon hunt, the way the demon hunter split is happening, there's oh, wow. fewer neutrals. Yeah, so, right. so oh, there's, there's actually a lot fewer cards. I think it's only like nine cards or something. Yeah, or maybe like set like nine cards all in total that are left. Well, so I'm it's actually not we're, that many. We're closer to the and end. One of them we don't need to talk about very much because we've all seen it plenty. So, um, you want to, you? It's probably your turn, so you can take sure. Kael'thas. Kael'thas Sunstriders, a six mana four seven legendary minion. Every third spell you cast each turn costs zero mana. So this is the free legendary you get for logging in. Most of you have it, have seen it, have tried it. It's being tried all over the place, and this is one of those cards that like 
they're going this is going to limit design space because there there's some big things that you can do with this so yeah. uh quest Druid is a place where it's it's seeing play um uh what else have, it, have you tried this in wild no, have you, oh have i you tried I the wild the wild the wild jade Druid with this i can't imagine how crazy it is in in wild uh hey remember when when they had to nerf cards because you were playing ultimate infestation on turn four <laughs> you're doing it again <laughs> Oh yeah, oh, you super okay. are. <laughs> well, yeah this so. this is a powerful effect. It requires a lot out of you, um, but I think it's going to be interesting to see Kalethos fit into a lot of different kinds of styles of decks. I mean, as long as you have some cheap spells and some really big payoff spells, and this is a lot of mana to invest into that. But it's it's strong at least. Yeah, it's probably it's a four. I mean, it's yeah. it's, it's very good in certain decks. It's not really a build around, but it's slotting in and and in arena. It's probably a three. Like you're drafting yeah. it for the stats, and the stats are okay. They're not bad. They're not terrible. They're fine. Yeah. Um, Terran Gorfiend is a three mana, three four minion. Battle cry: Destroy all friendly minions. Death rattle: Resummon them with plus one plus one. So you have to be really careful about where you're going to play this. But in the certain deck, this is incredibly powerful. Zoo is probably the primary. Um, the primary use case for this because you have things like Evil Genius and, and well, does Grim Rally rotate? I forget. That I was trying um, to remember the same thing. Yeah, I don't remember. Evil Genius rotates, though. But, Evil Genius yeah. for sure. You play that with this. Evil Genius is definitely still there. So like on five mana, you can build. You can have a big board. Play this Evil Genius. It get two lackeys and return your whole board. Heal it all up and give it all plus one plus one. Yeah. So you know that's incredibly strong in Zoo. Um, in Token Druid, it's probably the same thing, though I'm not quite sure how you're killing it, because Swipe can't target your own minion, and that's a 7-mana play, but there are probably ways that you can you can get rid of this, because the one the one real danger with this is that it gets silenced, or, or polymorphed, oh, yeah, and, yeah, and then you're really, really sad. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, in, in, a zoo, in a Warlock, you, have, you do not have that problem, because you, can, you have ways to get rid of it. In other classes, it might be a little bit more, more difficult, but I think in Zoo particular, this is going to be a terror. Yeah, I think just for that, it's a four. And probably outside yeah. of that, it's more like a three. Um, in Arena, it's probably a three. Like, the fact that it can uh, heal up your board, even if it's just a three-minute, three-four, that's fine, you know? So there's some yeah. potential upside, but it's just fine on its own stat-wise. Yeah, and you could just play it as a three-minute, three-four, too, and that's yeah. fine. Like, th- like, even if you're playing on an empty board, like, we had that that uh, that card that froze your whole board that was, like, the three-minute, four-four, oh, and yeah. you could just play on an empty board. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Next is Alar, 5-mana 7-3 Elemental. Death Rattle, summon a 0-3 Ashes of Alar that resurrects this minion on your next turn. Uh, so this is cool that it can cycle on itself, but the tough thing is if your opponent can deal with that um, or just ignores that 0-3, like, it doesn't matter. So this is... And, and then the, all they need to have is a deal 3 damage spell or a minion to run into it. Um, I just am not seeing where this really fits. It's very, very slow, and I don't think it's going to pay off like you want it to. Yeah, I, it's we've these kinds of cards are are weird. I mean, there's maybe an argument. I was thinking about this in in Resurrect Priest, and then I came to my senses. No, no, yeah, <laughs> I don't think so. That was that was also before Reliquary uh, got <laughs> got announced. So yeah. In fairness, I didn't have much to work with at the set at the time, but I don't. I don't know. I, it's, 
like, when are you putting this in a deck? Like, how are you abusing this? I have no idea how you abuse it. I guess the only way that I can think of maybe, which is a huge stress is, stretch, is well, we can talk about Maiev too at the same time because it's, I'm gonna. It's the only thing I can think of. Okay. Um. So Maiev is a four mana four three battle cry. Choose a minion. And it gives. It gives it. It goes dormant for two turns. So if there's a way for you to like kill off the 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 front half and then if you make it dormant and the order is such that it it resummons it but i don't i doubt it works that way yeah i um or if like you can give it stealth like if you're running this in like a stealth rogue and you're playing master of disguise you can stealth the o3 maybe like but we're really stretching right now and even then like there's enough in rogue that i don't think you need to go there in order to make that deck good i think lr is a one yeah, I think this, I mean, and we haven't given that square out very much at all. This no. set, like the mm-hmm. set has been very high, especially on for average, legendaries. There haven't is, been yeah. that many bad legendaries, really. In arena, right. it's maybe I don't know. I I just don't want this. You, you only care. You only care about the front half, right? It's yeah. a five mana seven three. Again, it's a are you drafting dog, this basically. or Yesiel? Yeah, so it's still it's probably a three just because the the competition. No, maybe no, it's a uninspire. two. Maybe I, it's a two. Yeah, it's a two. I, two's as you high may as still as not even go. want it. It's fair. That's I was fair. considering a one because oh. I don't think I really want it, honestly. Yeah, but there there are worse legendaries than yeah. this. So a two's fine on that. It's at least pl- it's at least playable on its own, and it doesn't require any synergy to be valid. So. I would say playable ish. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So so as far as my Ev is concerned, uh-huh. I I'm gonna be honest. I, you gave it a five on the spreadsheet, and I'm gonna need you to explain it to me because like I I understand we're having Spellbreaker rotating to the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. but like. I don't, I, and I get, like, if you can end the game that turn by making something dormant, I get it. I don't see, like, outside of that use case how this is good. And, and if you're not ending the game right away, this is, this is like, strictly worse than a silence. Um, so you're not thinking about the proactivity of being able to do this on your own minions is the only thing. And I, it, it's... It's a long game that you're playing to put one of your own minions dormant for a couple turns. But if you think about playing this like with a Corcoran Elite, the four man the four attack goes face and then you make it dormant, and then when it wakes up it gets to it either gets to go face or attack something else. Or like Garrosh or uh Garrosh? Hellscream? Is that his name? Yeah. Grom Gromish Hellscream. Hellscream. That's right. Okay. Um I, I think that there's some potential here. The fact that it's um I've probably come down on a five. I think initially when I saw it, it was just like, oh, someone's going to break this because it seems like a crazy and flexible uh, effect to me. Um, I think that this will probably go in Highlander decks as long as you've got like one or two minions that can take yeah, advantage of it, essentially. And because there's the there's the other side of just being able to say no to a minion for a couple turns, which is maybe all you need in order to close out the game. So I think it's probably yeah. a four more realistically, but it's a strong card uh, that can do what you need it to essentially. And and, and I guess the other thing that I'm not a hundred percent clear on in the two turns, like you're really all, if you're targeting an opponent min, opposing minion, right? Mm-hmm. You're really maybe I'm overthinking this. Because, like, you're making it dormant on, dormant on that turn. And then, does it go... When does the two turns... At, when is the two turns up? I that guess is, is important. what I'm trying to say. I, I, I think right? that when... Yeah, it's it's like if they had played it on their turn, essentially. So Right. So then you, it's really only for, like, that turn, if you can take advantage of it immediately. Like, assuming it's a taunt. Mm-hmm. And then they, the they're without turn. it for one turn. Yeah. For one full turn. Yeah. But you you effectively get two turns where you're proactively getting to work around it which is all you probably need for an aggressive deck so right 
Yeah, I mean, I'm getting very, very semantic right now. Yeah, but but, but those things I, are I, important. Like, like I, I see it. I see it's. I see it's a valuable tool. I'm mm-hmm. not saying it's trash. I just don't. I don't get why everybody's freaking out about it. This is kind of like, like first Kindle Roost, probably, where there's potential right. and it'll work sometimes, but it's not going to break the game in half by any stretch. Yeah. I mean, it feels like a solid four. Like, I think it's yeah. going to have situational uses. I don't think it's as good as people think that. I, I don't think it's Spellbreaker. Yeah. I, I mean, it is better than Spellbreaker in some respects because if you're trying to get around a death rattle or you're trying to delay, like, resurrect priests. Um, then it's better. If you're just trying to get through a taunt, which I think is the primary use case for this, or you're trying to get rid of... Like, if you're if you're trying to get rid of an opposing minion that you're scared of attacking you, like, this is just delaying the inevitable. Yeah. Right? Because you still... Like, it gives you a couple of turns to draw something, but you still have to deal with that minion eventually. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's really... The, the use cases are either... Getting delaying of death rattle, which is relevant to get to resurrect priest, because you know, like that that gets around the whole convincing infiltrator on five into cycle pomp on six thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I, I'm you know, I it's it's effectively a silence, so four, except for the fact that the minion's off the board for those two turns. So four and constructed three in arena, like the stats yeah, are just fine, and it's probably a four in arena because I mean, again, it's a legendary, right? Okay, like so, that effect is probably still better than you yeah. know, you seal. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Or Alar. It's definitely better than Alar. I would take this over Alar. We'll say that Yes, much. that's true. Megtheridon is a 4-mana 12-12 demon. It is dormant. Battlecry. Summon 3-1-3 three, three enemy warders. When they die, destroy all minions and awaken. Um, I'm going to try and blast through explaining this. It summons 3-1-3s three, for your opponent. If all three of them die, then Magtheridon will wake up and be able to attack the next turn. Uh, if, if that happens on your opponent's turn, then it's awake and ready to attack on your turn. So uh, there's some potential here, but I'm feeling a lot of the darkness here. Because if your opponent shadow steps something, if they transform something, like there are ways that they can deal with it. I don't think every deck is going to be able to do that. But if they deal with one of them, then you have one less spot on your board for the entire game. So it, in my opinion, it's a little bit better than the darkness, but not much. I think you're playing this in a deck where you know you can clear one threes on the same turn. Yeah. Right? With Hellfire. So that's like the, that's the big one. So like hell yeah, like Warlock and Hellfire seems like the obvious way mm-hmm. that you would use this. Like that's a that's a clear. Like we're losing Godfrey, right? So like if you're if you uh, that this is it's a two man it's a two card combo, but this is this is basically a replacement for Godfrey. Yeah, where it can clear all the minions guaranteed if you have that two card combo. And, and it, hey, even if not, like you have you have things like Plague of Flames. You have a lot of ways to clear a board, and then yeah. you get a twelve twelve, and nobody else has anything, right? So, but it it's not going to go in every deck. Certainly, you don't want this in anything with like Pit Commander in it because if it summons, it gets summoned somehow. It never wakes up. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the other thing that's worth saying, if your opponent has five minions on their board and you play this, they will get two and this will never wake up. So you have to be oh, careful playing oh. this. Yeah. It, like there's so many corner cases where like it does not work out at all. So yeah, just be very careful. Think about the combos like Hellfire that you can do. I think it's probably a three in Constructed. Like yeah. assuming that you're creating stuff so that you can actually get it in there. I mean, it's a cheap death wing if it works and doesn't require you to to yeah. dest- destroy your hand in arena it's probably a little bit better because there's not uh 
nearly as many ways that your opponent can play around it, or they certainly couldn't have prepared for it. I think it's probably a four there, honestly. Yeah, it's probably a four. Again, it's better than a lot of things that you're going to get offered, but yeah, um, yeah, I think that's all fair. Okay. Um, Mo Moarg Artificer is a two mana two four demon. All minions take double damage from spells. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is a thing that you can do. How much time? How much more time do we have left? Uh, <laughs> we're about we're about to hit three hours, so we got to close this, man. Okay. Yeah. No. I mean, there's there are like any control deck that's not run, that is running minions will probably want something like this. Like not resurrect priest. Like obviously that's not going to want this because you really yeah. don't want to resurrect this. But like a control warlock would want this. A control mage would want the control mage in particular, like a highlander mage oh, to yeah, be able yeah. to turn a flame strike into a, into a seven ma- into an eight damage spell like the Maligos mm-hmm. the Maligos flame strike. Like I think you would probably find a, find a place for that. Um, anything that's doing damage to the board, that's doing, uh, board-based damage or run Zephyrus because Zephyrus very often will will give you damage to the board too. Like it'll give you lightning storm. It'll give you blizzard. It'll give you flame strike. So, um, you know, those, those types of things are relevant too. I I don't think it goes everywhere. It's probably a Highlander card, but I think it's a solid three. Yeah. I think three is right. And in arena, it's probably a four because the, um, the stats are really good for two mana. Um, it's just, you gotta be Um, careful. It's a little bit risky because it, it's it's all minions, including yeah. yours. Okay, so three is probably fair there, yeah. too. Cool. Waste Warden is a five mana, three, three. Battle Cry, deal three damage to a minion and all other minions of the same minion type. So if you're playing against a... Tri- uh, well, actually, Treants, this won't work on, will it? Um... I don't. That's a good question. I don't know that, actually. That's the big tribal synergy right now, but, like, Murlocs, Totems, um, anything else along those lines. We don't yeah. really have many. This, we don't I, really have mech demons. Yeah, um, yeah, and actually, demons. This will be very relevant for because lots of people are going to be playing demon hunter. So uh, this is one to watch. It'll be a strong tech card when you're up against those kinds of decks. And if you're seeing a lot of that on the meta, this is good. Um, I think it's probably a four. Um, yeah. And in arena, yeah, it's I probably mean, about. Uh, well, if it destroys one minion, it's not good. Like we've um, had that before. Is with- it a four? Is it a four? Because like in constructed, this is a very narrow. This is a narrow tech card, right? Like, yeah, this is a five. Yeah, you're this, right. A lot of the time, this is going to be a five mana three yeah. three deal three damage to a minion. You're done, right. Yep. right? Like, and and like those those get played when you're at a ranked floor and you're tilted. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's when you put those in your deck. So I think it's probably closer to a three, but in it's in in a certain meta, it could be considerably better. And I'm glad that we have that kind of counterplay. Yeah. And I and it, it is worth saying you can play this on whatever you want. It doesn't have to be a tribal minion yep. that you play it on, and it'll just deal three damage. But that's not a very good card um, I, for that. Are, in arena, it's probably a three because it'll deal that damage, but it's pretty. It's it's not good stat wise. So I think I think three is probably fair there. Yep. Um, and in arena, it's probably it might have it might still be a four because it's still a minion that deals damage mm. regardless, and it could high roll. I think I think it's a three. Like it, it's a, it's a okay. it's a pretty good pick, but that's not. I'm yeah. not feeling great about it. Yeah, that's fair. All right. So Replicatotron is a four mana three three mech. At the end of your turn, transform a neighbor into a copy of this. This is bizarre. What do you I do with this? <laughs> like like I know what I would do with this like a week ago or or today. Sure, not in a week. sure. Like in Mech Paladin, this now this is oh, nuts gosh, with yeah. magnetic. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't. I mean, I guess if you got like a token deck, and it's a buff, I guess. 
Like, if you have a 1-1 one, one, or you have lackeys and you want to turn it into a 3-3, three, three, I guess. Yeah. But, like, are you running that in your deck? Well, I think to for... do that, like, you have to have a very specific reason and you probably need to buff this, like, like to hell to make this really relevant. And I don't, I, I don't get where you're trying think, to do that. Think about that token deck that probably has a lot of 1-1s. One, if you play this yeah. next to it, it's effectively a 4-mana 3-3 three, three battle cry, give another minion plus 2, plus 2. That's, so that's pretty my, good. And my and my counterpoint to that is that Tinkmaster Overspark has been has been in standard forever. Mm-hmm. You could do that forever. You have done that on occasion, and that's never good enough. This is way more controllable than Tinkmaster. It's way more controllable, but it's also lower upside, right? Like because you know you can also, and it also has less utility because you could use that as a, as a polymorph effect. Yeah. But like we've 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 had decks like that that have run, like, Tinkmaster to try to upgrade it, and it's been okay, but, like, this is four mana in a token deck. Yeah. Like, I think four mana in a token deck, you want to be kill- killing your opponent. That's, that's true. This isn't Soul of the Forest or Savage Roar or anything, so it's probably a two in Constructed, a three in Arena. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's still, it's re- it's reasonable. Like, if you're in Paladin in Arena, six mana, you get two three threes. That's not terrible. Yeah. Um. I mean, maybe... Maybe in Paladin and Shaman, it has a little bit of upside to take some of those some of those generated minions and make them better, but it seems like a lot of work. And you could probably put better cards in your constructed deck. Yep. Okay, Infectious Sporling is a one-mana one-two. After this damages a minion, turn it into an Infectious Sporling. I, this is another card we don't have time to talk about because it's so weird and funky yeah. and I like it, but I don't think it's good enough at the end of the day. It, it's it's a neutral polymorph effect Yeah, that's very awkward, which it should be. Yeah. And if you somehow, like, I mean, there's maybe in, like, Galacron Rogue, like, this is a one-drop. You can play it with, if you hit a, you know, a um, Goblin Lackey. And then you can transform like an opposing Edwin or something like that. I'm overthinking yeah, yeah. this. I like there's 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 value to having a neutral polymorph. Mm-hmm. It's probably a three. I I can see a use case for it sometime. I can't see. It's probably a two. Like it, it's gonna, yeah, two's probably it's going to take a very specific yeah. meta, and it's going to take a lot of setup to get it to do anything. Yeah, but it's it's a two. But and it's probably it's probably a two there also. I mean, like, yeah, the polymorph like, effect could once be relevant, you do that, but... right? Yeah. Well, once you do that, then they can start doing it to your stuff. It, that's what's so weird about it. So, yeah, I don't know. It's probably a two there also. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Blistering Rot is a rare, is a neutral rare that is also taking... There we go. That's <laughs> taking its sweet time to come up. So, three mana, one, two minion. At the end of your turn, summon a rot with stats equal to this minion. So, this is like... Echoing Ooze way back when in Naxxramas. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But it's not a battle cry. So you can keep doing this. So every turn that it lives and every one that lives gets to spawn a copy. So again, something like a token druid could make use of this. Just yeah. because you're buffing minions and then if your opponent can't clear, every turn that they can't clear, this reproduces itself. Mm-hmm. So, or I guess no. The 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 other one, yeah. the, the living rot, doesn't actually doesn't do exactly. that. Exactly right, it's but just, it's, it's just this. But one. it's still a persistent effect. So there's potential right. upside. It's just going to be hard to get there, like with echoing use. So I think it's probably a three. It's got more potential, I think, in the right deck. I mean, I think about it with that two mana yeah. paladin spell that buffs plus two plus two and draw a card. 
that's fine. And then if it lives yeah. one more turn, then yeah. I'll get another one, hopefully, and keep going. But this can't, like, you can't play this on turn three, and I, token decks need to get moving. And so it's it's a three and constructed. Yeah. It's probably a two in arena because it's going to be tougher yep. to pull off. Okay, and finally, the very last rare, Scrapyard Colossus. Ten mana, seven, seven, elemental with taunt and death rattle. Summon a seven, seven, fell cracked Colossus with taunt. So two seven sevens with taunt for the price of ten mana. Seems pretty good in arena. And the death rattle's yeah, I mean, strong. Arena. Like if if you play this in death rattle rogue with that uh, Necrium apothecary, maybe. Um, but I'm not excited to play that deck because of this. You know, this and no. This... I mean, Necro that needs a lot more help than this. Like, I mean, I guess it's like a mechanical well, but like that minion is going to be the very hard to, to get play. out. Yeah. I would like, say it's... you don't want this in a resurrect. You don't really want this no. in a resurrect priest. I don't think because if you get the back end um, of it, that's just a seven-seven with taunt. So, yeah, it's probably a four in arena I mean, and constructed. It's a little bit worse. It's a two. It's two? a two. Okay. I could see an. I could see an argument for it in certain decks, but like it's a ten mana. Any ten mana minion, like maybe Embiggen, maybe. Mm-hmm. Just because Maybe. it gets the embiggen without getting more expensive. Maybe. And and then that's like kind of like a big thing. But like you have you have better minions that you can use in this that don't cost ten mana and a big druid. So Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. And I misspoke because of course we have a card of the week. We couldn't send you out without one. And it's my turn because Steve, you you let us out so well on the first one. Priest is your baby. And honestly, I chose one mostly because I had a song stuck in my head and I was like, which card fits this best? This one does, so <laughs> There you okay. go. <laughs> in a jungle wild and cray, a beast master saves us the day. With his beast right by his side, he's ready for his enemies to die. Beast master, the beast master, rocks. King Crush is ready to say hi. Did I mention that you're going to die? Tundra of Rhino is your pawn. Because now the hunt is on. Beastmaster. The Beastmaster. The Beastmaster. Leah rocks. <laughs> I have Sorry, a... The, I, the, the, I, I have the a network cut out, so I wasn't sure when you were done singing is the problem. <laughs> so. Beastmaster Lee, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to listen back to the episode to hear hey, like the second verse because I missed like because the internet cut out at like the worst possible time. <laughs> That's a bummer. Beastmaster Lee rocks eight mana five five battle cry summon three beasts from your hand. I did pull this out of a, out of a pack also, so I I'm already oh, thinking you? about okay. this. Yeah, so. I, the obvious synergy here is with Tundra Rhino, because if you get Tundra Rhino and two other beasts, any beasts that are big, you can send all of them to face or clear the pro- likely the one taunt that's in your way. That's probably the worst case. Um, so I think in the best case, this is just a win-the-game card, essentially. It takes some build-up. It means that you're not playing certain things from your hand. But I think that there's a lot of potential with this. And, I mean... Like, you think about how Dino Tamer Brand changed the game with King Crush. With this, now you can actually put King Crush in your deck and get it, just get it out for eight mana, along with two other cards. So, I'm, I, I don't know that this is going to break the game, but Hunter, Hunter players have got to be excited about this because it's going to do some work in the deck that you're building it with. Yeah, I, the, I mean, the, the thing with, with 
with Bran is that it's not a two-car combo that requires requires two legendaries to be drawn in order to get it to go off. Sure, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, the, the problem with King Crush is that there's only one of them and there's only one of Leorox. Like, you're probably targeting something more like a scavenging hyena and, and you know, a, and a tundra rhino. Like, there's probably some combination of three minions that's, like, an OTK that you can get to happen. And tundra rhino, like, makes that possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what that is, but cause like we've had cards like the, the three drop that summons a, summons a, a beast from your hand. Right. And like, that's generally not been good enough, but you also can, you know, there are other things that you can do. I think the copy, all the beasts in your hand card is still in standard hunting. Party. I don't remember the name of it. Cause it's literally never seen play a hunting party. Yeah. So there's probably some sort of an OTK you can do with this. I'm not seeing it. Like if, but I, you know, I'm not. I'm also like the whatever the opposite of a hunter player is. I guess a priest player. <laughs> um. That's true. I I think there's potential. I I definitely wouldn't go yeah. lower than a four. I don't think I would go up to a okay. five either, though. I feel pretty strongly like this card has some yeah. potential. It will be tough to pull off sometimes, but I don't think it's going to be too tough. Um, okay. And then in arena, it's not good stats. It's a, and it's, it's a it's I can't go higher than a two on this in arena. I don't like, even I don't even know if I'm at a two. It might be a one, honestly, in arena. Yeah, like, I think just it is not good. All right, yeah. well, we did it, Steve. We made it through it. another whole set, and it feels good to make it here. So yes, um, and my voice is still here, which is I you know I always wonder <laughs> like there's going to be one time where I just like lose the ability to speak at the end of one of these yeah. and like. Well, it's um, I, I'm going to blast through this closer here because I'd rather spend time uh, just saying how thankful I am for everyone who uh, spent who spent all this time with us, the six hours looking through all of these Ashes of Outland cards. Um, I really do hope, since we didn't say anything in this episode, uh, that you all are safe and staying uh, very prudent. Um, you know, these are really weird times that we're living in, but we've all got to be doing our parts to just help ourselves and others to prosper and it's going to take some time we're in this together i'm thankful that our community hasn't changed you know um having these little pockets of people to relate with either on twitter or through discord is great and so truly i'm thankful for all of you uh spending time with me and steve here and uh steve especially thankful that you would be here with me man uh because it's yeah it's always fun going through this but i think i think for both of us we kind of need something like this that just gets our mind off everything yeah. just have some fun um and and then the other big thank you is to menock j miller and number theory and xavier e for being producers of the happy hearthstone thank you for so much for supporting the show through all of this time uh I, i'm very thankful for each of you and if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can at, at Andrew is living or shoot me an email at the happy hearthstone at gmail.com. Would love to talk with you about just about anything, Hearthstone or otherwise. And um, that is just about it. Steve, where can all these lovely people follow you until the next time we return? Yeah, so you can always, um, I mean, you can follow me on Twitter at Wicked Good, which is where I'm posting everything that I'm doing. My site for my podcast and everything else is at offcurve.com. You can also, I have a Twitter account for that, which is at offcurve. I stream normally Mondays and I think Thursdays, though I have to see what my casting schedule is going to be like, because I'm going to be casting uh, House Rivalries Masters, which is going to start on the 20th, but... Um, right now my schedule is Mondays and Thursdays with the exception of this coming week. If you're listening to this right when the set comes out, because I will be streaming with my wife, Maureen and I have our traditional pack opening stream (laughs) on, 
I it should be it may be earlier than normal this year because I'm going to be home so we can start earlier and I don't have to wait till nine o'clock to open my packs. So it may be earlier in the evening. Just watch my Twitter for for details of when that's going to start. And then it'll, I don't think I'm doing a Thursday stream because it's Passover this week. So uh, it might be Friday or, or later in the weekend. That's but right. Normally, yeah. mo- normally Mondays, Thursdays, eight eight p.m. to ten p.m. on at twitch.tv slash wickedgoodfm or just uh, twitch.offcurve.com and. Um, yeah, and then you can also, if you are someone who's competing in Masters Tour qualifiers, my site also has the dashboard for the, um, for the qualifier statistics, which I should be updating right after we're done with this, because there's a new qualifier season starting. Yay! And there's probably a million other things that I forget, but Andrew's usually good enough about to linking all of them from for the show sure. notes, because yep. I can only remember so many things after processing this many cards after three and a half hours. Go so. check those out at thehappyhearthstone.com. You can find all the reviews, that, or like the scores that we had there, and all the links that we talked about as well. So, um, just as a... Uh, a catch-up mechanic also. I mentioned the last one, but previous to everything that we're going through right now, I was planning on doing a big celebration for episode 200. So uh, I I will be vacant from your RSS feed, your podcast feed for a while now while I work on that. My hope is that because this thing is going to last a while that I can get it done uh, maybe even this month. Um, But it'll probably be at least a few weeks before you hear from me again uh, in this format. Um, So until then, I hope you enjoy the Outlands. It's been a joy and pleasure, as always, hanging out with you and hanging out with you as well, Steve. Thanks so much for joining me and being my faithful uh, review friend here. You know, like I say every time this I mean, this is this could be a very contentious thing. And there are a lot of (laughs) there are a lot of people who I would you know, there are very few people in the world who I would spend six hours recording podcasts with over two weeks and then want to talk to again after that. And you're one of them. So I'm always honored to uh, to be part of this. And and I will say that, you know, if you need a familiar face while Andrew's working on what is going to be an incredibly awesome uh, you know, anniversary episode from just from what I know, and I don't even know all that much. You can come over <laughs> to Off Curve, um, and I will have a theory crafting episode probably Sunday or Monday, and then I'll have uh, right after that we'll have the usual whirlwind tour of the meta with Ridiculous Hat, which is mm-hmm. kind of like the 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 epilogue to these episodes where we go through yes. every single deck that is fit to, to take on ladder or otherwise in a. Um, less than time than it takes to do one of these, but close. I'll be so. <laughs> I'll be impressed if you're able to not do a complete separate episode with just Demon Hunter decks because that will be it, it could be. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. We'll see. Depends on how long I give it, and if they decide to nerf something before we're ready to record the first episode, like they did with Descent of Dragons. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that, man. Well, dude, yeah, always a pleasure for me, too, and an honor as well. And thank you so much for visiting the Happy Hearthstone and having a little fun with us. I'll see you soon. Bye.